The following program is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The views expressed are those of the panelists and not necessarily those of the sponsors, Broadway Media, Exactware, or any school district, their respective managements or employees. Geek Show Podcast, and welcome to it. I'm Kerry Jackson. Thank you for downloading us today. And we want to thank our sponsors for making it all possible. Dr. Volt's Comic Connection. Say hey to them seven days a week at 2043 East, 3300 South in Salt Lake. Or go to drvolts.com and shop their digital store using Comixology. I'll see you there next Wednesday. Cabin Fever, inside historic Trolley Square, the place in the Salt Lake Valley to find eclectic and idiosyncratic gifts for any occasion since they've opened their doors in 1982. And Atomic Arcade, open seven days a week, open late at 3939 South Highland Drive. Classic arcade games and pinball at classic prices. And as always, let our sponsors know that you appreciate them making this show happen. Tell them Geek Show says hey. Oh, wow. Mark Millar deconstructs the goddamn superhero genre again. (laughs) Follow him on Twitter at Honky Shannon. And uh, Ike will also marry you. I'm not, I'm not third show enough. Go sit in the racist corner for five right. minutes. I'll be right back. Yeah, he, he shrinks down to the size of an ant, but he maintains his human strength. And you're like, <laughs> he's still sitting right next to you. Oh, jeez. No. Yeah, we need to see that again. Geekshowpodcast.com And we are not in the basements. No. Where are we? Third show. I'm not. I'm not third show enough. I am well, not then, third no. show. Let's, then tell the bartender over? that I, you want to be sure. Thir- I never see third her. show. Can we? Th- that's what we need. We need a drink called the third show. Someone needs to create a drink called, called the, the third, third show. show. Six different kinds of mistakes poured together. In yeah. Mm-hmm. Why don't you just get a glass of rubbing alcohol? <laughs> it's like a, it was. A it's lime, like an adios uh, motherfucker. It's like yeah. It's a lime marita, a shot of Jameson, well, Mountain Dew, Mountain vodka, Dew for Tony, vodka for uh, the, me. Yeah. A pinch and of it's regret. all just in in one. I'll drink cup. it. I say, I, I drink it right now. If, too. if they so gave wait, it to so us, I drink be, it. It would be Mountain Dew. It would be a shot of vodka, a shot of Jameson's. Um, well, I actually like vodka too. So and Jimmy's allergic to whiskey now. Yeah, uh, I, no, I kind of got over it. Oh, you did, what? Yeah, <laughs> I'm unallergic. I just, so, I just prefer vodka. Now. So it's oh, Mount, okay. it's, yeah. so it's Mountain Dew, and 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 Limerita as the base for flavor. Yeah, for the sweetness. That's really sweet. And then a shot, and then <laughs> a shot of vodka, a shot of Jameson's, a shot of High West peach vodka. No, no. And you know what this sounds like? It sounds like a kid's fucking Slurpee. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is a suicide. A suicide. Let, yeah. I, I, everything you guys thought of is terrible. Yeah, let our professional bartender here. I mean, handle, I'm still handle the creation. I, I, I can still do it. Right. I'll, I'll work on it. I'll work, work on, on something called the third show. The third show. Okay. I'll have it for next recording time. It better not Thank have you. any drambuie in it. We can make it. Then. All right. No drambuie. All right. No drambuie. Uh, okay. Thank you. I hate drambuie. Uh, I don't know what the fuck that shit is? Drambuie. I went to the bar that had five mixers, but I can make those five mixers taste like Kool Aid. <laughs> <laughs> As should be your goal, I yes, guess. Former professional bartender, Shannon Barnson. What's Mr. Up? B. Hello. How you doing? <laughs> ah, you know, good. I uh, went from a uh, professional bartender to professional uh, 7-Eleven worker and uh, professional crisis <laughs> survivor. <laughs> and uh, I will also marry you. <laughs> No, you'll, per, you'll perform the marriage. Oh. You won't marry you. Oh, you'll, shit. No, I won't marry you. No, that's officiate. different. I will not. I'm officiate never doing that shits again. He'll marry you, but he won't marry you. Again. I will perform your wedding ceremony. With your yuck. <laughs> no, actually, no. With my mouth. Um, huh? Awesome. 
All right, you like that better anyway, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> and come to my uh, pub quiz, Lucky 13, 8 o'clock, meow, meow, meow. Every Wednesday. <laughs> Every Wednesday, yeah. 8.30? Come okay. at 8. God damn it, I know what I'm talking about. Okay. Get there at 8.30, you're not going to get a seat, and then people are going to be like, what the fuck, I can't get a seat. Come earlier. All right. 7.30. Sure. Yeah, get there at 7.30. I'm usually there about 7.30. Get some Noon. It's better for parking. Get there at noon. <laughs> yeah, it's better for parking if you oh, get there at noon. Really get there. <laughs> Actually, wait till two because then the yeah, lunch well, rush is they, over. Yeah, yeah. Didn't they put up signs in the alley now? You can't even park in the alley. Really? No, I don't know. That's mm-hmm. why I, I like the alley. That's fucked up. Hi, Lee George Cade. Hi. <laughs> Plenty of parking at Fresh Compassionate Eatery. Sometimes. <laughs> Depends on whether or not the drug testing facility for the Department of Justice is busy. <laughs> So, sometimes, sometimes those tweakers are all you know. They can't drive. They have to have somebody driving for it. Yeah, I have so. noticed that, that they always get dropped off. Yeah, they yeah. get dropped off. And they're like, I gotta go get me a cop. <laughs> Lucky number fourteen. I'm yeah. gonna pass this time. Exactly. <laughs> so my, my, I love all my the favorite. Dirty. My favorite is when a really sad person without shoes walks in, and then five minutes later, a couple cops come down from the DOJ and escort him out of the building because <laughs> they decided to poop in a sink. Aww. So, do they ever walk into your place and? Say, is this where I pee in the cup? Uh, no, sometimes I walk into our place and say, I need to use a bathroom. <laughs> and I'm like, you can't use our bathroom. Why? It's because the last time we let, uh, decided to write their name on the wall. Ah, in, nice. in, in what? Uh, in stuff that came from their bodies. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, anyway. Like that don't happen no more. Come either. No, 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 no. Our, our restaurant is actually very, very clean. Yep. When I've been there, definitely. Let me cook for you. <laughs> <laughs> you know you're hungry. Just don't in. cook meth. You're, you're I don't cook meth. Thank you, Lee. I, I cook vegan food. It's great. 145 East, 1300 South Suite, 201, Monday through Saturday, 8 a.m. Or, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just changed our hours. 10 a.m. <laughs> to 8 p.m. Well, you're the boss. You can do that. I can. I'm, I'm often there at 8 in the morning. <laughs> I'm not drunk yet. Jay Whitaker. This shit already broke. What? <laughs> <laughs> what happened? From Look it, at his well, shit. it lasted a week. We opened it up last episode. Yeah. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't even get to see that. Let me see. Saying, it. Is this, this, this is supposed to be the future, and this shit already broke. Where's Everything's the, where's the ring part? Broken and made yeah. in China. Somebody fist oh. Gary actually majored in keychain repair. Oh, yeah, somebody oh, fist that's, that's fixable. Jay yeah. broke his Terminator yeah. keychain. That is a heavy keychain. Yeah. That is crazy right. heavy. That. Down, at, down at Utah Valley oh, Technical it, School, Gary was a keychain mechanic. Well, that's how we got by. Yeah. What's up? What's up, listeners? That's right. I'm the, new, I'm, the new, I'm the new Miles Dyson, fucking up the future and breathing hard for everybody. Let's do it. <laughs> it's 2015. Push. Yeah. Follow Push. me on Twitter, at TokaJ. Push. I might change my Twitter handle, man. Really? Yeah, because the social climate is just weird. I, I'm going to have to have a talk with Dr. White about that, about that handle. Huh. Just, okay. are, you, are you saying it's no longer you no longer want to it's be a token? Uh, it's a. Uh, I've come. I've had adversity from my fellow people of color that do not like that. that Why would handle. they do that? It's. I, I, I agree. Don't know. See, Doctor White agrees with I me. I know, but it's, it's, it's. He's shrugging. He's shrugging. I, I don't know, know why they do that. He's shrugging. No, he's just. Tony, that's just how we bounce. Oh, oh we bounce. Okay. We bankhead right. bounce oh, right. So out of the loop. <laughs> All right. I'm so oh, out I fixed of the loop. it. Here, Tony fixed it. Oh, thanks for fixing it. Hey, you're welcome. <laughs> He's our producer, man. That's what he does. Right. He fixes us. Uh, hi, Jimmy. Follow me at Cracker James. What? Doctor <laughs> <laughs> Doctor White's has just given an official approval for for that one. Cracker <laughs> James. Oh, and you can what follow about? you can follow me at Honky Shannon. And in fact, Yay! I'm wearing a hat that says Honky on it. 
I don't see your Confederate flag. Uh, it's C R A C K A J A M E S. Cracker James. Oh, I've had, I've had more people ask me, uh, seriously, as a, as a commission, if I'd be willing to paint a rainbow flag on the roof of their General Lee car ah. than ever before. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Do it. Oh yeah, hundred bucks. Well, un- <laughs> until we until we uh, change that, where, where can we find your stuff? KSL, not Cracker James. No, mm. KSL, big movie, The Arrow, uh, Slug Magazine, The Mediocre Show, and last but not least, Geek Show. There we go. Boom. Thank you very much. At Jimmy Martin Film is my real Twitter handle. All right. Whoever's got Cracker James is going to get a lot of followers real fast. Like, <laughs> Not with that spell. It's probably some guy in Iowa like, with like maybe 37 followers. Like, no, what the hell did I do? This shitty white supremacist night. I'm going, wow, look how famous, Paul. Why are all these Star Trek nerds following yeah. me? <laughs> I don't like Star Trek. What about, crack, what about Crack a Jim? I, I hear Crack a Jim? Crack Jim sounds even funnier. It's some smooching gays in one of them Star uh, Trek books. That's right. Cracker Jim sounds like a character from a fucking uh, Mark Twain book. Like a Mark Twain book. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's when uh, we got on the raft with Cracker Jim. Well, actually, yeah. it sounds like an alternate reality of a Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 Mark Twain book. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. what it is. Yeah. Alternate reality yeah. Uh, yeah. slave yeah. Jim. And we'll end it there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. End scene. All done. Yeah. Oh, hello, Tony. Hey, guys. Hi. By the way, Shannon's beat red right now. <laughs> Am I? It's hot in here. You match with your shirt, It's man. hot in here. I have not seen you blush in a long time. It's hot in here. I'm not, I'm not Shannon. I got a new, it's hot. I got a new Twitter handle. It's at uh, tall racist white guy. <laughs> <laughs> you found that? That was still available? Also at Burger King. <laughs> and at Burger King. <laughs> Confederate ra- flag and Confederate rules. flag. Yeah, yeah. Who, who follows tall reason white guy Burger King? <laughs> Burger King and the Confederate Tony flag. Tony decided not to go with Massatoni. I, uh, you know, no. Nah. <laughs> no, but his actual Twitter handle at Quad T Tony. All right, yeah, thank you. I do. Twitter. Jay, you should have never complained about your, your Twitter handle. And, <laughs> and up from on the mountain where everybody's white, Mr. Kerry Jackson. It's not my fault. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It is true. It's not my fault. Well, I know. You brought diversity with you. Yeah, I brought an Asian chick. (laughs) I don't know. Most people are, you know. (laughs) Who dresses in Lululemon yoga pants and and really makes the place look diverse. I don't don't know about that nerdy white guy and that ninja, but okay. (laughs) Is is the name of this show politically correct? I don't (laughs) know. And he brings that black dude over his house every three weeks. I believe believe the episode is called Bill Maher Died for Your Sins. Uh, the uh, uh, yeah, Monday through Friday, six to ten, X ninety six radio, Salt Lake City. After ten a.m., I don't care what you do. Uh, I would like just really quickly though, thanks again to the Beam Me Up Ska Tees for yeah. providing our theme song. Uh, that fine ska music that you heard at the beginning. Uh, they are playing August nineteenth at the Loading Dock in Salt Lake City. Uh, tickets are at uh, jrcslc.com. Oh, just get them on Facebook. Yes. The beam me up Scotties. All right, there we go. Zuta, it's the only place that's gone. Still lives. Yeah, I uh, I promised Blade Runner stuff. I love Yay! Blade Runner. Blade Runner, great movie. I wrote a paper on Blade uh, all, Runner in college. All six versions. Hold it. Yeah. You wrote a paper on Blade Runner in college, and I'm now just hearing about this. Yeah. It's called a Dark Horizon. What was it focused on? Future film noir. Future mm. noir, as we call it. Yeah. Wow. Neo Noir. Yeah. Great. I got well, an A fucking plus. Look you, at you all smart you, and shit. You, you, <laughs> you could call it 
cyberpunk. It's kind of a William Gibson thing. Okay. Yeah. I fucking love Blade Runner. Well, which version, though? I like the director's cut. I like the, I like the theatrical cut because that's the one I saw the most. Yeah. And then the director's cut's good, but I kind of hate the stuff that he lifted from Legend. I, yeah. Because why? why I, mean, I mean, it's the same scene of the same unicorn running through the pond <laughs> from Legend. <laughs> it's like but, footage. Yeah, he's like, Just oh, I'm going to put it in there. I, the director's cut is the one that was my first one. Oh, the director's cut's yeah. amazing. We yeah. saw that. We saw that actually uh, where your old radio station used to be. Yeah, on the movie uh, theater. Corners. Yeah, they they re-released it in the late released 90s. it in theaters. Yeah, it's fantastic. Um, I think I own both versions. I've got the ultimate tin the the box set that's got every single release. Really? really? Yeah, and it's 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 awesome. So it's even Ooh. it's even got the pre re-release the pre-release. Is that Blu-ray? Uh, yeah, that yeah, box. Got, yeah. Is that still available? Maybe. I'll, I'll eBay. Because I'll, I'll just get that. I bet you can I'll find send, it on I'll Amazon. I'll send you the deets. But it's amazing because I've got the version that they that they screened that the audiences said, what the fuck? And yeah. then the theatrical cut where they did the voiceover. Where Harrison Ford is reading. Yeah. But they, <laughs> if they, you pretend he's Ron Swanson, it's an interesting film. They had, to, they had to cut some of that stuff in there because the audiences were lost by the lack of narration um, when it was originally screened. They needed a little guidance. Yeah. Well, it was a new world, so yeah. I guess we had to. Anyway, so they're making Blade Runner too. Mm. What is it? Not Ridley Scott anymore, or something like that? No, it's Ridley Scott. Oh, is he doing it? Okay. But uh, here's here's the thing. You talked about how beautiful it's it's shot. It's gorgeous. Well, then you'll. This is good news for you. Twelve-time uh, Oscar-nominated cinematographer will shoot Blade Runner two. Uh, Roger Deakins hmm. is uh, going to shoot it. Uh, he's uh, he's done things like Shawshank, Fargo, Oh, oh Brother, shit. Where Art Thou, awesome. Lebowski. Then, he's good. then no, he's good. No Country for Old Men, True Grit, Courage Under Fire, Skyfall. Sounds like he's a Coen Brothers buddy. Yeah, he does he a lot of Coen Skyfall? Brothers. He's Skyfall. Holy shit. That, so, that movie is stunning. Yeah. It's one of the most beautiful oh, movies. Yeah. Come on. Oh, Brother, Where Art Thou. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, but that's, that you can go, oh, it's the Coen Brothers. They make beautiful movies. But, yeah, they always pick good cinema. I just have to say, stay out of Woolworths. <laughs> Stay out of the Woolworths. Um, and the only reason that they didn't go with the original cinematographer is he dayed. I was going to say, he's yeah. probably gone. So, <laughs> Jordan yeah. Cronenweth. That movie, if you go through, and um, that's one of the things with the box set that I've got, is it, it has documentaries on it on how they did the bigotures in it. And that's insane because those spinners, the flying police cars, they're not real, obviously. Not yeah. only are they not real, they're not full size either. There's there's a scene towards the end of the movie where a, where a spinner's coming down on Decker's car and there's steam coming out of it and there's a bunch of street kids running around and all this other shit and you're looking at the movie and and uh yeah that's where lens flare was created but still you, you look at this movie and you go there there's not a fake looking scene in the movie what year is blade runner 82? 82 yeah 82 same year as uh wrath of khan and my birth so you you watch that movie and you realize there's there's no mat lines anywhere no. there's nothing there no. are there are scenes where the flying cars are flying past all the old asian coca-cola ads and not only that, they shot scenes of old Los Angeles and just left it in there, you know. Yeah. So there's there's a lot of uh, a lot of uh, iconic LA architecture in this movie with just huge neon ads everywhere. And yeah, that's not that's not the 2020 that we're really going to see. You know, obviously we don't have replicants out there mining off the moons of, of Jupiter. But you don't know. know. You don't or know. Yeah, do we? We don't. But man, <laughs> way to be a buzzkill. Well, and speaking of. Uh L.A., real mm-hmm. shots, mm-hmm. you said. Let's directly right into this. God, cool. you're so good at this. Um, there is an Instagram account. If you're on Instagram, go to Blade Runner Reality. Hmm. 
It's uh, dedicated to taking photos around the world today that look like they could be straight out of Blade Runner. Interesting. Huh. So, so there's, right there's parts of Hong Kong that would probably fit in there really well. So there you go. Blade Runner reality. That, so. that movie, I don't know if any of you guys read Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep? I did not. Okay. That, uh, the, the similarities between the source material and the actual movie are pretty small. There's, there's, you know, aside from the fact that some of the characters are the same, there's not a lot that, that is the same, but it's a, it's an interesting little book about the metaphysics of what it is to be a human being. So, Isn't it Philip K. Dick? Yeah, it is Philip yeah. K. Dick. Yeah. All his stuff I is, would, is I pretty would say heady. It is. It's no man in the high castle, but it's it's up there with, you know, when, and I don't know if you catch this, if you watch the director's cut of the movie, you kind of get the ambiguity of whether or not Deckard's really a human being at the end of the movie. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, and that's that's not in the theatrical cut. Didn't but, Ridley Scott come out and make a statement saying he is? That he is human. That he is a replicant. Yeah, he is because that's what you get at the end of the mo- at the end of the book. You okay. realize that he just doesn't have an incept date. He does. He's not going to fall apart. And neither is Rachel. So they just kind of drive off into the to go be happy into, robots into together. the wilderness because there's still wilderness in Oregon. Oh. But the cities are just completely overpopulated and polluted because that's where the resources are. Nice. Hmm. Nice. And that they're... in your book in your paper. Word for word. College boy? <laughs> he, actually, he, actually, <laughs> that's, he just plagiarized my shit. That's actually, that's actually a possible future, uh, far more possible than the don't get addicted to water part. So My favorite right. was just like, I like neon. It, was lo- <laughs> it looked cool. Flying the cars. Flying Daryl cars Han- are neat. Daryl Hannah's boobs are cool. Where, where's the flying car? I like that. I did fall in love with Daryl Hannah in that movie. Though. She was amazing. She was press. Yes. All right. Yeah. From high art to something that probably won't be. Oh, Kangaroo Jack 2. <laughs> Action Jackson 2. Kangaroo Action Jackson 2. Jack 2, starring Robin Williams. Again. <laughs> they dug him up? Yeah. Nice. Oh. Hey, guys, it's me, Robin Williams. Oh. Lord, everybody. <laughs> Neither of those sound anything. No. What's that? It's, oh, well, uh, it's... it's uh, you sound it's, like fucking Glomer from the no, uh, that was another, Pucky Brewster cartoon. That was a, oh, that was girl, that's <laughs> That's just what I'm wearing. That's me. Did you hear that, Carrie? I just made a punky Brewster cartoon. You did. And I knew that the cartoon animal that she was friends with was Glomer. Was Glomer. Yeah. Get he, out. He was a magic cat. Okay, bye. Kind of off mid-sentence. We'll, we'll, we'll have, well, the vodka's not happening fast we'll enough. We'll have Facebook problem. post. What happened to Shannon? Punky Brewster joke. Yeah. Punky yep. Brewster yeah. reference. Cartoon reference. My name is Glomer. Get that out of here. Uh, let's see. Here we go. Um, Deadpool. Uh, oh. uh, whatever. You got, you got I mean, Jay's attention. I mean, like, he's a good character, but if you put a tattoo on your body with him, like, it's, you're kind of a douche. <laughs> Oh, oh shit! Oh. oh shit! Wait a minute, Jay. I'm sorry. I thought it was Spider Man. <laughs> He's sitting right next to you. Oh, He's God. still sitting right next to you. I'm, per- I'm stoked. Yeah. I'm periscoping. Yeah, I'm, so I'm in, excited as fuck for Deadpool. Who was a friend of mine? Didn't see the uh, the way he they did the promotion with uh, Mario Lopez. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And it, oh, it was, it was counts. It yeah. was counts. And I showed it to him, and he thought it was real for a second. Because he hadn't seen it yet. And then when I also you see, like, was it Deadpool walk behind him? And he's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and then what does he say? Fuck you, Slater. Fuck the, you, Slater. <laughs> the, the promotional stuff for Deadpool has become so meta that yeah. it's actually gone back into the comics because Deadpool was showing off the centerfold spread of Ryan Reynolds sitting in, oh, laying in front that. of the fireplace. Yeah. Oh, really? He's showing oh, yeah. somebody saying, hey, look at this. <laughs> and it's the exact shot. I debate who's doing better marketing, Deadpool or Ant-Man. Deadpool. 
it's I don't close. know. It's close because with the little tiny billboards, yeah, that's but, where but Ant Man took a step. But forward. they only started doing that recently. Deadpool has been firing on all cylinders since we left Comic Con and they leaked the the test footage. That was at Comic-Con last July. We were driving back, and we were watching it going, oh, holy fuck, this is crazy. Yeah. Ever since then, when they when they actually said, we're doing this movie, Ryan Reynolds and whoever else is involved, they've been throwing amazing marketing out there, just just getting people pumped up for this I movie. I think the Marvel people would tell you, uh, well, yeah, maybe they have more, but we didn't want to shoot our wad. You know? Maybe. Yeah. Could be. I. They're, they're both, mar- the marketing is genius. What the hell are you doing? Things are getting so, weird. So here's what uh, Rob Liefeld says about the film, because he's up there, I guess, helping. I hope he's drawing. He looks uh, too proportional. I hope he's drawing it. Who's <laughs> directing Deadpool? I, I hope. Uh, oh, I forgot. I'll look I it up. So I think Liefeld's in there, and all of a sudden, Deadpool's th- not going to have any feet. I know the guy who did <laughs> the who did the stunts on uh, the Kingsman mm-hmm. is doing the stunts for it, so he's good hands. Uh, he says uh, Deadpool's pretty hardcore. Uh, when I first read it, I thought this is the voice of Tarantino in a comic book movie, which is perfect. Obviously, it's it's a new guy, uh, Tim Miller. Tim Who Miller, the fuck never, is Tim Miller, never directed anything else. All right, short films. Um, wow, it says it's more crime oriented, action oriented. Obviously, with Tarantino's sense of humor. Yeah, are they still using the screenplay from the Zombieland guys? That I don't all know. I know is that the test footage that came out was from the that first, was the, fr- the first three pages of the script. Yeah, yeah. I, I want that movie so damn bad. Tim all Miller though is also uh, what's because you would know this. Uh, he's also directing the Goon. What? Yeah. If that gets made. If it gets made, but then they well, do a I'm Kickstarter. An, I'm an executive producer on that. <laughs> I you actually, gave fifty bucks. <laughs> no, it was a lot more money. Than <laughs> Because I love the goon. You went with the uh, Kickstarter. That was the guy that did Seven was originally attached to direct that. Not no. That's yeah. David Fincher was. Yeah, David, in, yeah. Fincher. Fincher. Fincher's, yeah, this, Fincher's the guy that was in charge of the Kickstarter. Actually, put the whole thing together. He's then, probably a producer then. And he's and he was shopping the the two minute uh, animation that they showed was directed by Tim fin- or by Fincher. See where it says in development. Cool. The goon. Nice. It's him. Well, that's awesome. Well, it's funny because there's so much that is being made from comic books and sci-fi that I'll just run these down quickly here. Bloodshot, Harbinger, all... Bloodshot? All getting films. Uh, Hollywood is snatching up everything that they can get. But Valiant Comics is actually making a run. Yeah. Like, not only in comic books, but in, like, movies. They're like... They're creating their own, like Marvel. Yeah, they're, they're trying like, to. No, they're like, no, we want in on this. Yeah, it's like you know, it's like the Democrats and the Republicans. They're like, no, nah, fuck that. We're in. <laughs> so they're the Ross Perot. Are they still around? They're Valiant? totally back. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're really? back. What did Valiant have? Uh, Bloodshot. They were. Uh, <laughs> who was it that had? Uh, Let's see. Like Turok. That wasn't Valiant. Who Turok was, that? was Gold Key or Marvel? I think. No, no, no was Gold, I think that was. Like, I think that was. Or was it? I DC? thought they had Dark. I thought Dark Horse was Turok. No, Maybe I'm wrong. Could be. But uh, anyway, yeah, uh, Valiant's working on a lot of their titles to be made to films. Uh, Mark Millar is partnering with Lorenzo Di Bonaventura for Jupiter's Legacy. That's being put together. Uh, Jupiter's Le- it, it's a uh, it's a sequel to Jupiter Ascending, right? Because that was a good movie. <laughs> Different. No, yeah. Jupiter. It's a uh, five issue stories wrapped up earlier this year. The prequel series is Jupiter's Circle. Uh, the series, uh, the story, the children of the world's greatest superheroes may never be able to fill their parents' shoes. When the family becomes embattled by infighting, one branch stages an uprising and another goes into hiding. 
How long can the world survive when one family's superpowered problems explode onto the global stage? So it's like a superhero reality show. Yeah. Hmm. So that's all coming. I, I mean, uh, hmm. Bradley. Mark, oh, wow. Mark Millar deconstructs the goddamn superhero genre again. <laughs> <laughs> He's never done that before. I like Maybe when he Grant does that. Morrison should try it. Oh, wait. That's crazy. Bradley Cooper is a huge fan of. Uh, Jennifer Lawrence? <laughs> Dan Simmons' <laughs> Hyperion. I'm Oh, uh, Hyperion, and so huh? it's he's working on that to make it an event series on sci-fi. Wait, are we talking about the, Hyperion? The book? Hyperion, the uh, comic book? No, the no. book book. Oh. The book you, book. You Did loved you read Hyperion, the book book? didn't you? Huh? Dan Simmons' book. Oh. book Somebody I know loved that. I think it was you. Uh, but I think it was like the uh, 90s when we lived together, so you probably don't remember. Us I was high, dude. <laughs> set on the eve of Armageddon with the entire galaxy at war, Hyperion is the story of seven pilgrims who set forth on a voyage to seek the answers of the unsolved riddles of their lives. Each carries a desperate hope and a terrible secret. Oh, yeah, that's good. While one may hold the fate of humanity in his hands. I, uh, vague, I vaguely remember eating acid and reading that. So, yeah. So, all that. I mean, all this stuff is being made now. All of your movies are... Or comic books and books are getting made into movies. So shut up. Turok was well, valiant. Turok was valiant. Oh, was it? There so it'll go. be Turok, too. Turok, son of stone. They need to make another <laughs> Turok video game. That they the N64 one? Well, you had three, four on the N64, and there was one for the Xbox 360. Wasn't he like a Native oh. American dude that fought engines? No, no, Native American fought dinosaurs and aliens. Say engines. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. It's all right. Go sit in the racist corner for five minutes. I'll be right back, guys. Yeah, you go. Go relieve Tony. You're on timeout. I warmed it up. I warmed it up for you. Just sit in that spot. Doctor Paul's over there, right, waiting to. You can get some counseling. Follow him on Twitter at Honky Shannon. After these messages, we'll be right back. Get in your corner. Dr. Volt's Comic Connection, the friendly comic book store in Salt Lake City. Hey, if you can't make it to San Diego, they got you covered with their Beat the Con sale. Happening Saturday, July 18th, you can get 20 to 50% off all trades and back issues. In July, here's what you got. Invader Zim is returning to comics this month, and you can read all the new tales of Zim and Dib and Grr! Uh, written by Jonan Vasquez. Lando Calrissian is back. Uh, join us as we take a look back at fan favorite Lando Calrissian and his adventures before episode uh, five. Uh, all for all you crossover fans, there's this. This will blow your mind. Star Trek Green Lantern. What happens when Captain Kirk and Hal Jordan go head-to-head when the fate of the galaxy is at stake? Find out this month. Oh, I'll be there. Uh, They offer a comprehensive hold service for newcomers and old friends alike. Get a hold, and you'll get 10% discount off of purchases over $20, and the monthly preview catalog that comes with it for free with the holds. And so you can go through and look for all the stuff that you want to order from Dr. Volts. 2043 East, 3300 South in Salt Lake. Open seven days a week. See you next Wednesday at Dr. Volts. The Atomic Arcade, 3939 Highland Drive in Holiday, downstairs from Cruiser's Bar across the street from a bar named Sue. Good news, the Atomic Arcade has been invited to add some classic gaming deliciousness to the already fantastic Salt Lake Comic Con. There's a lot of space to fill, and they're looking for suggestions. So what games would you like to see and play at Comic Con? Here's a list of some that they're planning to show off so far. Galaga, Ms. Pac-Man, Tron, Star Wars, Discs of Tron, Return of the Jedi, Berserk, Star Trek, Centipede. But if there's one that's left out of the list, 
just let them know on their Facebook page at the Atomic Arcade. The Atomic Arcade catering to adults and young adults much less than other arcades. They offer classic arcade games for uh, play at classic prices. Free admission, no hassle with tickets or anything like that. And games are at the classic prices, 25 cents and 50 cents. Go check them out. They're open seven days a week and open late. 3939 Highland Drive, Atomic Arcade. Broken news and welcome to it. The name of the episode is We'll Marry You. I don't remember why. I don't either. <sighs> it's me. I don't know. Uh, joining me for Broken News is uh, Shannon Barnson, ladies and gentlemen. Hello, Shannon. Hey. Hi. They just come pick me up off the freeway. I did. I picked him up off of the freeway. Uh, why? Shannon ran out of I gas. I think I ran out of gas. <laughs> I hope you ran out of gas. That's what I hope. Because we can we can take care of that. Yeah, if it's uh, something else, I'm just going to light the truck on fire and walk away. <laughs> and, and on the phone, are you still in San Diego? You're still in San Diego, right? I'm in San Diego proper, yeah. Okay, San Diego. Jimmy Martin, whom we, we followed your adventures on your Facebook page as you and Jay took Comic-Con. Yeah. And uh, it, it looked like another uh, good a good year. Even though, even though Marvel, even though Marvel wasn't there, <laughs> Marvel wasn't there. But like, we can jump into it. Um, the the thing with Comic Con, I, I think I'm to the point where I, I don't give a shit about Hall H anymore. Really? I mean, yeah, because because you when we yeah, went, you were the king of Hall H, man. When we went last year, yeah, uh, Shannon and I didn't even go near Hall H, and we had a great time. And, and see, that's what we did yesterday. And so yesterday you did Hall H, or just not? We did not do Hall H. We did not do Hall H on Saturday, because here's the thing. Uh, they've got this whole new band system out, like where they, you show up and get your wristband at a certain time. So um, uh, our good friend Ryan Call over at Salt Lake Comic Con, he had two friends. One thing's Marcy. And so Marcy apparently you know, doesn't mind sitting in lines. You know, she'll, she'll go and camp out Hall H kind of thing, you know. She was in line for 26 hours. Oh, my Christ. Whoa. And she, we got in, we had pretty decent seats, weren't, we weren't front row, but like, you know, and so, and she did it because she really wanted to see the Star Wars panel. And I was like, yeah, you know, I'll be like this. So she was in line for like, we, we showed up, we got our wrist and we're like, do you want us to hang out with you? Like overnight? And she was like, no, I don't care. So we just left and came back in the, in the morning and, uh, and about 7.30 in the morning. And so we got in, we saw, uh, and honestly, a pretty mediocre day, like, the shit they were pulling on on Friday was like this is like Thursday stuff. Come on, guys, because the first thing was this animation spotlight. So you're just in there watching animated short films. I'm like, yeah, it's not what I came here at all. And then then there was a uh, The Walking Dead, which is uh, what do you call it? Here's the trailer, and you know we'll have some fun questions, but the trailer will be online in like ten minutes. You know what yeah, I mean? Right. That's what I was talking yeah, we, to Carrie about. <laughs> we, we watched it. Yeah. Yeah. Then the next one was that. Uh, the next panel was uh, what's it called? Fear the, Fear the Walking Dead. Okay. And so, uh, first of all, after watching the trailer, which was online two minutes after the panel, yeah, yeah I watched um, it. I watched it. Yeah. <laughs> the most pointless panel I think I've ever seen. First of all, the show I'm watching going, not necessary. I don't know why you're doing it. I mean, I know why you're doing it, but it <laughs> just doesn't look that good. And second of all, Chris Hardwick, who, you know, I, I, I don't mind him, but I don't think he needs to be moderating everything. I just don't. 
And so uh, he goes, uh, what do you call it? He's like, uh, he asked the actor's question, like, hey, so like, where, where is your character you know, going this universe? All of them were like, I don't know. We've only shot the pilot. Yeah, the, the, and, you know they, I mean? and even if they did know, they're not going to fucking tell you. So why do a yeah, panel, exactly. you know? Exactly. So there was nothing to be talked about. I'm just like, this is so pointless. Yeah. And then they did this, um, oh, what was the next one? It was like Brave New Warriors. Like that. It was like five random actors. And that was actually, like, it was kind of boring at first. The modern, this lady from EW was awful. And, and, then, and they, it was funny, but like, kind of pointless. And then... Uh, and then you got your Star Wars panel. I think I might be missing something, but that was it, you know. And uh, and the Star Wars panel, I, you got they held true. There was no, there was not a trailer. No, and no, there was, no. They're holding on to that for D D twenty three in a few weeks. Sure, you know. They showed some behind. The, they showed this behind the scenes thing, which, which was, was online, which I watched. <laughs> yeah, I watched it, and I I was caught up in it. I have to say, I was caught up and in that behind in- the scenes thing. We're not even talking bootleg. I mean, they just let it out. You yeah, know? it's on it's on StarWars.com. You can watch it right now. Now, the cool thing was is at the very end of it, they were like, I don't know if you saw this online or whatever, yes. but like at the very end, he goes, "We're taking this. We're taking all of Hall H over to this outside amphitheater, and you're going to a Star Wars concert." And then you hear from backstage, you hear Kevin Smith go, "Fuck!" <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. We were when everybody was mad. I was like, "Dude, that's so shitty to do to Kevin Smith. That is like." Terrible. I mean, he, I, he was I supposed to have the was, next thing. Oh, he had the next panel. He had the next panel, and everybody fucking laughed. Well, yeah, they left. <laughs> yeah, they fucking left. Right? <laughs> he, 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 he showed a picture on his uh, Twitter. It was like he's like, "What do I do?" He's standing in it like Hall H was like empty. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> yeah, it was pretty stupid. So you you got uh, you got a special badge and a lightsaber, and they they took you away, and 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 uh, you went to see a Star Wars concert. Here's the thing, though. It's just me personally. Uh, there was a San Diego symphony doing it. Yeah. Um, I worked. I worked for a symphony for seven years. Mm-hmm. Those people hate that fucking shit. <laughs> they hate it with a patch. <laughs> it's a, just looking at all the musicians' faces, going, "They don't want to be here." And, then, and it's funny because Jay didn't even notice until I told him, and he's like, "Oh my god, look at that lady. She is fucking mad." <laughs> 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 so. We we ended up watching like one show or a couple of songs. They only played like maybe a dozen songs. I guess we probably listened to two or three of them, and then we just like bounced. But I was like, I don't want to be here. I thought you do something. Else. I've, I've been to way too many symphony concerts in my life, and so um, so we left. And then so Jay, God bless him, he flew in on Friday, and I and he was walking around and kind of checking into checking into the, the room, and then all of a sudden, uh, I go, Hey, bud, we're in the Star Wars panel till six thirty. If we don't get out into that hallway flying for for Saturday, there's not a chance we're getting in that fucking thing, you know? Mm-hmm. So, so Jay, God love him, sat in the line for about three hours, and then we relieved him of his duties. And then but he, he, he got in the line around 3 p.m., right? Okay. He was 3,000 people behind. Jesus. And that, that, thing, yeah. hold, that thing holds like 6,000-something. Yeah, and then that's, that's just the people that are waiting. That's not all their friends joining at the end, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. And so we're just like, I, I just feel, I, I don't fucking care. I don't, I'd rather go do some fun shit. So instead of doing Hall H, we went and did like that shit that we did last year in that parking lot with all the rides. Yeah. It's free and it's funny. You don't, you don't even have to yeah. have a Comic-Con ticket to attend a lot of that stuff. Nope. Not at all. So we did that. Had a good time. And then, but sure enough, everything like the Batman vs. Superman trailer is going on. The trailer was online. Mm-hmm. 10 minutes after the past. 
Yeah, yeah. You mean that amazing trailer that, that gave me a fucking boner? <laughs> That's fucking amazing trailer. Oh. Which one? The Batman versus Superman. Oh, oh yeah. Here's the thing, though. Uh-huh. I like that trailer. It looks fucking awesome. Yeah. I'll tell you what stole the show, because the, the only thing that I think I did see that was leaked out bootleg-wise, fucking Deadpool. Yeah, I was going to bring that up. Uh, uh, De- if you haven't seen that yet. The Deadpool trailer apparently was more well-received than, believe it or not, Batman v. Superman. Yeah. I'm not surprised. You know, I mean, on the internet, yeah, the, the Batman v Superman is all the talk. But apparently, if you were in that room with the Deadpool trailer, you sensed an energy in there that apparently, from, from a couple of people I've talked to that were there, apparently was pretty amazing for a character well, that I, hardly anybody knows, you know? <laughs> our friend our friend Ryan Call was in there. Yeah. And he, he texted me, he goes, they showed that trailer and people would not stop cheering and say, play it again. Yeah. Until they played the game immediately. Yeah, they were chanting, play it again, play it again. Yeah. Wow. Crazy. Uh, who'd have thought we'd get a Deadpool movie that's rated R and looks pretty a, fucking yeah, cool. Right? <laughs> a Deadpool movie where he called Colossus a cock gobbler. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Nice. I love that. Uh, I, I, hope, I hope this thing is a huge, huge hit. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure it will be because apparently it's not costing much to make. But uh, then, I hope so. The, yeah. tra- the, I, the trailer for Ash versus the Evil Dead. That was another one I was going to bring up. That looks fucking but, good. You know, too. And again, released on the internet moments yeah. after the panel. But it looks good too. But it right? looks terrific. Yeah. It looks terrific. I, I love the whole strapping on his his uh, girdle. His girdle. <laughs> you know, that was that was a great bit. But yeah, I mean that's where I'm kind of like, if you now have to miss an entire day of Comic Con just to get into Hollywood for the next day of Comic Con. It's not worth it anymore. No, it's not. It's not. I, the energy in that room is fantastic. I love it, but it's not worth that. And it's and it's very good. And, and not even like you know, there are the bootleg things that come out like Deadpool, but everybody else just release their shit in beautiful quality video. Well, and, and here's another thing. I read it. I read an interesting article about whether Disney, you know, big companies like Disney are going to bypass it altogether because if you release something at Comic-Con, so much shit is released at Comic-Con, it kind of gets lost in the shuffle. With all uh-huh. of the other stuff, it, it, they, you don't get attention paid to it. And they pointed to the Marvel event that they did where they announced uh, Phase 3, and then they pointed to the uh, Star Wars event that they did specifically just to show the new trailer. Yeah. How that was, the yeah. ta- that was the talk of the entire internet for a week. But sure. if you release shit at Comic-Con, unless you're Batman versus Superman, you get lost in the shuffle. I got a whole list of cool things that happened at Comic-Con right. that I'm not going to be able to get to and, until three or four episodes of this, right. you know? I, yeah. So, maybe, well, you know. it's like, and we noticed that last year, remember, Carrie? Yeah. Like, everybody else slept out, and us two yeah. old divas were like, fuck that, <laughs> right? And, uh... <laughs> Jimmy, you kept like texting us uh, from like inside Hall H, and you're like, "Oh my God, the trailer's so good!" We're like, "Yeah, I know. We're watching it right now too on our phone." <laughs> yeah, exactly. And drinking beers. <laughs> yeah, as a, as a good old tilted kilt. <laughs> oh, at, at Irish Disneyland, he, oh. he tweeted he tweeted me a picture from Irish yeah, Disneyland. Yes. Uh, so yeah. Um, Anyway, so that's that's our take on the con. Is if you go to San Diego, you can skip Hall H. It's not worth it. Yeah, like I kind of can now. I mean, yeah. It's nope. just, and it's not even if you're old or not. It's just if they're going to release this shit, you know. I mean, I love it. They tried to. to I mean, I think the only thing I saw 
bootlegged with Deadpool. Yeah, and the only and the only reason and Suicide Squad was and, yeah. bootlegged too. And the only Suicide reason Squad, that's right. Suicide Squad too. The only reason that those two are not out on the internet right now apparently is because of some music rights issues. That's the only reason that they weren't able to get them out right away. So, oh, wow. you know, if they were able to get their shit together with the music rights, boom, Deadpool would be out there. Yep. So, so like if I, I'd like to go again next year, but I probably like the most fun I had when we did all those interviews. You yeah, know? and that's what's been killing me is like I'm getting all the emails for all the mm-hmm. interview like opportunities and stuff like that. Yeah, so that's our tip to you is if you go to San Diego, you, you can avoid Hall H. You can avoid yeah, it. You'll see it anyway. Yeah, yeah. I Unless mean, you want to be like I was in Hall H. Yeah, if you're one of those guys, sure. Yeah. But you know, whatever. I'm well, a- it used to be okay to say that because you know, yeah, I wait. I wait. Let's say I camped out for eight hours, or I camped out for five hours. Like that you know, that's not horrible. But twenty six hours, that's and you're not even in. You're not in front. I don't know how how the city of San Diego can get away with that. That's just criminal. I, don't I know. think you know because I'm guarantee you next week if you were to sleep out back of of the convention center, they're not going to let you yeah, stay there get, for 26 hours. You're going to get rousted. Out you're going to get rousted your ass out of there. So anyway, I, I, don't, it, right. I will. I mean, other fun things. I mean, because the other thing that was amazing that Maya and I got to do was we actually went to the tape in Conan O'Brien. Oh, I I read about that. That that apparently was very cool and very smart of him to do that. By the way, yeah. oh, it was hilarious. That guy, and dude. I mean, like, if you've seen the documentary about Conan O'Brien, I can't I can't remember what it's called. Um, I, I don't recall. It's like can't stop or something like that or whatever the hell. That dude is so full of just pure joy energy, and like when when the cameras are off, he's still just bouncing around like a monkey and like shaking hands and hugging people and just like. You can just tell he loves what he does, you know. And I just like, and to see that in person, I'm just like, that's fucking awesome, you know. I just it was great. And it was. I got to see. Uh, he, I, I, I came out the video. I think well, the video was not watched. The episode aired that night. But uh, to hear Jennifer Lawrence uh, get paid five thousand dollars or a hundred dollars for every swear word he would say in thirty seconds to go to charity uh, was pretty good because she let out shit that. Uh, fucking sailor would blush on and again and that's that's why she's america's sweetheart that's right oh god <laughs> i mean she like got stumbled for a second and all of a sudden she's like motherfucker father fucker sister fucker like that, and we're just sitting there laughing at her like think twat <laughs> and i'm just like good god uh any other so, any other personal experiences you had that uh, before we uh move on to the to the uh, official news that came out i got to give a look to screen queens they had a, a fun that we saw pictures of me and Jay riding that like amusement park ride. That was really fun. Uh, all of uh, FX um, uh, had their thing. American Horror Story had a, a money grab thing that was cool. I guess it'll be American Horror Story Hotel. I think mm-hmm. that's the next one. Yeah. Uh, let's see. There's uh, the Strain had a really cool uh, virtual reality thing. Um, all of the other there's out. That's not Outlander. There's some battle uh, fucking movie or show coming out. But yeah, all of them, they, they let us into the ride. We didn't have to wait five minutes, and uh, that was a blast. That's very and cool. I, I think that might be it. Today Today was kind of, uh, Jimmy had to pack up all the exclusives that he got, and uh, we'll talk about all the exclusives when I get back, because <laughs> there's a ton. And uh, I had to ship a, ship a box back that cost me 100 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> well, but it was worth it, though. Oh, it, it weighed 42 pounds. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, so that's how you do that's that's how you do Comic Con is you get there for the for the preview night. You know, if you're yeah. if, if you're into that, you know, pick out one or two that you want because that's about all you'll get. 
unless you have connections. You know. Um, pretty, pretty good idea is good because you will see people almost come to you physical blows over yeah. a fucking Hasbro toy. Yeah, exactly. Like it, it's just madness in there. And then spend the rest of your time maybe a, maybe a panel or two that you absolutely want to see. You know, uh, most of them yeah. most of them will be. Yeah capacity and you won't be able to get in walk around look at shit look at people but the parties are what's fun Uh find the parties parties and 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 go to them you know don't drag your friend into the walking dead thing though yeah whatever you do (laughs) like walk walking that floor and seeing that batman armor shoot up close and personal was pretty fucking rad yeah that's pretty cool cool. well let's uh let's talk about the trailer and how cool that was uh uh, of course uh, the batman v superman wow I mean, it it, yeah. it looks like everything that we want. Well, yeah. except for Jeff Jesse Heisenberg, I will say that. <laughs> and I was like, oh, well, I'm I'm gonna I'm, I'm willing, I know I'm gonna hold off. I'm willing to wait and see. But uh, you know, it's funny with everything that happened in that trailer, and everybody's seen it by now. I'm sure they've all watched it a dozen times by now. With everything that's happening in that trailer, everything you're given in that trailer, how yeah. how could you possibly bitch? Well, someone found oh, a way. Yeah. Someone found a way. Are you kidding oh, me? Great. What? No Aquaman? Like, are you fucking kidding me? Look at all the shit you got in this trailer, son. You got, <laughs> got you got Wonder Woman. You got being badass and doing things. You got maybe Dead Robin with yeah shit written on his costume by the Joker. You know, so we have existence of the Joker in this universe. You've got Superman ripping the doors off of the Batmobile, right? You know. You, <laughs> You've got Batman jumping on top of him through a roof and all that other shit. And you got Batman just walking around going, we got to fucking kill this guy. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah, like, we got to kill this goddamn guy, man. He broke my building. And, and you're and all you can say is, what, no Aquaman? <laughs> right? And you got, yeah, right? And you got Alfred sitting there going, hey, hey, hey. Hey, calm the fuck calm, down. Calm, calm down, Broseph. <laughs> funny. My, my favorite, one of my favorite is that last shot when he ripped those doors off the Batmobile. And Batman... Slowly, like stands up, looking like he just fucked up my car, bitch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's just it's just brilliant. Somebody actually posted on our Facebook page when we <laughs> when we put it up. Yep, the trailer. Hated no, it. Aquaman, Is it no, no, it said hated it. Terrible. Fuck you, Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> and then he posted later. I'm kidding. I loved it. He he, he did. He posted later. Are you sure? Yeah, he posted I later. That. I'm kidding. I, I loved it. Yeah. No, I I saw. Oh, yeah. Anyway, so uh, so there was that. Uh, the other uh, bit of stuff that we got was Deadpool. I can't tell you how cool that was. Um, the Ash versus Evil Dead God, trailer. Go looks, online and find that. It looks right in the, like you know, it's got the spirit of the movies, it right? Completely does. Completely does. Uh, some of the other uh, announcements that we got. Um, I'll save the biggest one for last. Uh, we're getting a Han Solo origin film. Yeah, done uh, by the uh, Lego guys. Done by uh, uh, Miller, uh, uh, Miller and Lord. Lord and Miller. Yeah, yeah. The guys that made the Lego movie. Phil Lord and Chris Miller. They've signed on to direct, and it will focus on the early days, young Han Solo, how he became a smuggler, thief, and a scoundrel. Uh, screenplay is being written by Lawrence Kasdan. Oh, nice. And John Kasdan, which is also good news. Yeah. Also remember, though, that Lord and Miller, they have a pension for great dialogue. Mm-hmm. I imagine they'll be doing some ad-libbing on the set, yeah, sure. so that'll be good. Uh, more Batman movie-ish news, uh, animated films. Oh, I saw this. Uh, yeah. we're, we're getting uh, Batman Bad Blood, which is an original Batman story that features an introduction of Batwoman. Uh, Justice League versus the Titans, which, huh, which is exactly what it sounds like. And the big news. Yes. The Killing Joke. By Paul Dini. 
by Paul Dini. Getting, so awesome. Getting animated. Uh, one of the greatest. Uh, Alan Moore. Yeah. Before he went crazy, wrote that. Before he went crazy. Uh, so that, I got to stop you guys real fast. My, my family is making me leave. Oh, okay. <laughs> all right. Well, we'll cover I this. I love you guys. That. We'll see you next week. Yeah, sorry. I'll What's, see you guys next week. It's all right. We'll see you. Okay. Love you guys. Bye-bye. <laughs> Uh, let's see what else did we get? Uh, the Walking Dead season six. We got a good look at that, and it's. Uh, uh, I think it's entitled uh, "Rick versus Everyone." Rick's fucking crazy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, ben Affleck is teaming up with Jeff Johns to do a solo Batman movie. What? That's a he'll. And I'm sorry, that guy looks like fuck. He's the most Batman looking fucking yep. Batman in a big screen movie ever. He will. Uh, he will star in it and direct that. So there's that, and he's a good director. So we know that'll be good. Uh, at the uh, X-Men panel, where you got a, your first look at Apocalypse, mm-hmm. um, which has not been released online, but just enough of it has, where you can see what he looks like. Uh, huge Ackman showed up. Oh, wow. Just uh, long enough to say hi and thank you, and to say uh, my, my next uh, movie is the last time I'll be playing Wolverine. I'm hanging up the claws for sure. Right. And uh, he says, I've got three words for you guys. Old Man Logan. Yes. So there's that. Uh-huh. Uh, a lot of TV. You know, it'd be weird if the villain in the new uh, X Men movie was Tupacalypse. <laughs> <laughs> I'm changing the name of the episode. Oh, is it getting changed? I'm changing the name of the episode from We'll Marry You to Tupacalypse. Tupacalypse. <laughs> yeah. Okay, thank you very much. He's the rose that grows up. <laughs> That grew up through the pyramid. <laughs> uh, oh, and uh, TV news. Uh, we got uh, news about uh, Agent Carter the next season. Uh, it will uh, take place in 1947, about six months after the first season finale. And it, it moves to Hollywood to, yeah. in, to investigate a murder. And it's being inspired by the Black Dahlia murders. Oh, that sounds dark. Go to your History Channel documentaries and look that up. They just announced, too, today that... Uh Season two of Flash? Yes. They've uh, cast Jay Garrick. Jay Garrick. You got that in your hand right there? Got that right here in my hand. Uh, Teddy Sears, whom you can see naked now in the Masters of Sex, joining the cast as Jay Garrick. On the show, Jay is described as a mysterious figure who arrives in Central City to warn Barry Allen and his team an impending danger that he alone cannot hope to stop. See, now, in the comics, Jay Garrick is the original Flash. He's the Flash from the... 40s. The one with the metal hat that yeah. we saw at the end, uh-huh. the season finale of the first season. Yeah. Oh, maybe he is, and he just doesn't want to let anyone know yet. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Chantel Van Santen from The Messengers is going to play Patty Spivet, who is uh, Joe's new partner, apparently. Okay. Uh, and has a crush on, uh, you know, the, f- the Flash. Barry? Well, oh, Barry. Okay. Yeah, he has a crush on Barry. Uh, Wally West will be on season two, mm. has not yet been cast at the time of this taping, and Professor Zoom is still confirmed as the main villain for season two. So <laughs> Only that. the Flash could have a character named Professor Zoom, and you're going to go, no, they'll work it out. And they will. Yep. <laughs> That's what's weird. But the big news. What's the big news? The Corey? big news that everyone is talking about that came out of Comic-Con. I know we're talking about movies and TVs. Yeah. What's that? Batman is finally teaming up. With the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, just oh, so you know. That's, thank God. That's huge thank God. news. The world can continue turning. Six-part miniseries. We'll see the turtles thrown out of their home dimension into Gotham City, where Batman becomes the heroes in a half-shell's best hope to get home 
in one piece. But they got to make it past all of Batman's rogue gallery in one piece. Oh, Jesus. So there's that was the like, big news. That Batman's was, just going to look and go, the fuck? That was the big news. <laughs> the fuck are you supposed to be? <laughs> So, uh, yeah, most of the stuff, if you wanted to know what's going on at uh, San Diego Comic-Con, it's online. Yeah. It's, it's easy to find. And not to say that Comic-Con isn't fun. It, we, well, no, I, we had a great time. Yeah. That's the key. Go with people you like. Yeah. And, uh, you know, just avoid Hall H. You don't need it. You don't need it anymore. Now we have this thing called the internet. Right. It's all there. I'll never forget you and me just sitting there. <laughs> Looking at these people. I'm, I'm not sleeping on the ground. No. Not going to do it. goddamn human. <laughs> Uh, so there's that. Oh, um, uh, continuing in this episode, we review Ant Man, and oh, yeah. and uh, at the ve- and we liked it. I'll just tell you that uh, at the very end of this episode, all of Jimmy's interviews with the uh, Ant Man cast and crew yep. that he did. Yep, and uh, that includes uh, Paul Rudd, who is apparently the coolest guy on the planet. Yeah, that's why he's my man crush. Uh, so there's that, and yeah. The Garrett Morris interview is great. (laughs) And a couple of recommends from me, uh, because uh, I really like these comics and they're on the top of my head right now. Um, It's uh, it's the whole Secret Wars thing. I remember that the world is separated and all of all of the universes are existing at once in different lands. That doesn't have to make sense. It's a comic book. The first one I'm recommending is Secret Wars: Civil War, which takes place, you know. What if what if the civil war continued? Right. And then the country split in two well, sides. That's all these Secret yeah. Wars books are is they're what ifs. Yeah, they're all what ifs. They're all yeah. you remember the old oh, what yeah, if what title? If. The old true believers, what if remember Punisher that? Punisher got the Hulk's power. Exactly. Yeah. Well, this one is what if Iron Man took the East and Captain America took the West. Yeah. And they each have different sets of rules and they get together one day to try to Work it out, because uh, they both need each other. They right. realize they need each other. I won't get into details. I'll take that home and read it. And an attempted assassination happens. <gasps> oh, Jesus. So that's really good. And then the other really good one that I'm enjoying is Secret Wars 1872. Now, this oh, is... Oh, has that got your gay rawhide kid in it? I hope it does. So far, all we all we get is Old West Tony Stark, Old West Steve Rogers... Oh, shut ...and up. Old West Bruce Banner. In, in the Valley of Doom. There's oh. a map of their city. And, and so, uh, remember Red Wolf from yeah. the old, old Marvel comics? They're days? bringing him into the yeah. Marvel Universe project. So, you know, he's, that? he's, that's why this title is here, is to get him, get him into the future. Um, he is arrested by the Kingpin's guys. Yeah. And, uh, and Red Wolf is like a Native American. Yeah, they were going you know? to hang him. Uh-huh. And, of course, Steve sees this and says, no, he needs a trial. He needs a trial, yeah. and so that's where it goes. It's wow. it's a it's a fun little read, and at the very end, you see that uh, Kingpin calls one of his assassins to take Steve Rogers, Sheriff Steve Rogers, out, yeah. and we get Old West Bullseye walking down nice. the street. <laughs> Isn't that yeah, awesome? I'll take that shit home, read that. So that's the first, of, and then Future Imperfect is good as well, and that Darth Vader title kicks ass as well. All right. All right. We will continue then with the episode now titled Tupocalypse. <laughs> I'm going to need help with the hyphen on that one. Please to enjoy. 
Hey, Geek Show. Lee here. I'd like to invite you to Fresh Compassion Eatery, my tasty little corner of Salt Lake City. At Fresh, we focus on plant-based cuisine, but that doesn't mean you're getting a sawdust platter with a side of dehydrated kale flakes for lunch. Our passion is full-flavored dishes like our signature Fancy Boy Wrap, eggless egg salad, and the all-new Full Whitaker Nachos. We have a lot of fantastic heart-healthy salads, soups, and entrees that will fill you up without emptying out your wallet. Also, check out our full-service vegan coffee bar and our pastry case full of incredible goodies from Cakewalk Vegan Bakery. And you never know, I just might have the latest scoop on your favorite geek stuff. That's Fresh Compassionate Eatery, 145 East, 1300 South, Suite 201 in Salt Lake City. We're open Monday through Saturday, 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. You can also call ahead for takeout at 801-906-8277. Get all that info at FreshEats.com. And thanks, Geek Show, for helping make Fresh such an awesome reality. Quick, call the police! If I ever catch any of you punks in here again... Stop it, man. It's a free country. We'll go wherever we want. Not in my school, you can't. Try and stop us. We're the youth of today. God bless America, limp dick. Welcome to 1982. Punk was king, basket case, and creep show were at the local drive-in. The Jedi returned, an alien phoned home, the Commodore 64, the Pit, the Q-Bert and Cabin Fever started selling cards and gifts. Cabin Fever, now located in the heart of Trolley Square at the corner of 500 South and 700 East, see the most explosive exploitation coffee table books of the year. Gasp at the collection of lunchboxes, fembot figures, and reconstruction alien and predator nuts and bolts creations. Prepare yourself for original artwork depicting Salt Lake City and all of its zombified, robot-controlled, Bigfoot-lurking glory. You cannot miss Cabin Fever. Catch it in Trolley Square. And we're back. I'm um, feeling good. I like vodka. I didn't get enough. Back, you didn't, back, you, back. Did you get another one during the break? No. I'm just tired. They're not, they're, they, they're not fast enough. I walked well, to the I counter. Get, I got one. I got one. I got one. Really fast. I got a Sprite and vodka. All right. It's my favorite. We can get Is it? right now. Would we'll you like it. this one? You can have it. No. no. no you don't want it? It's got uh, my germs on it. I'll be fine. Uh, so uh, let's, uh, you and I, Jimmy. I'm Ant-Man. Let's review Ant-Man. All right, we finally get the Ant-Man. Oh, yeah. Is it going to be spoiler-free? As much as possible. Better be. Well, what's funny is that... You better not tell me if there's any ants in it. (laughs) There's a couple. Are there wasps in it? There's a couple. There's all kinds of bugs. Are there, are there centipedes in it? Bugs. I didn't see no centipedes. No. <laughs> there are caterpillars. No goddamn centipedes in my ant man. Is there a pill bug? I think they said, well, there's probably centipedes in pixels, so we're not going to do centipedes. No. Nope. Yeah. We'll do something else. We'll do ants that bite, that register on the pain index. Yeah. <laughs> now we're talking. <laughs> they got any African fire ants? I think there were. I heard they're big. Probably. Yeah. There's there a any bunch. psychic tron ants? There's like flying ants. There's. There's ants that specialize in making like bridges, and you know, so out of their bodies. We yeah. were told yeah. though that the 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 screen that we saw was not the final cut. What? What's the? So but put, I didn't see anything that looked do? unfinished. They, 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 they said put, that there was some effects that needed to be polished. More ants. Everything looked fine uh, to me. And more well, ants. Maybe Garrett Morris wasn't Garrett Morris enough. <laughs> I hope they don't cut that out. I, I, hope to, I hope to hell I never meet a guy named Garrett Morrissey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Ant Man. Really I'm sad. Ant-Man. I'm really Ant Man. Right. Uh, I will say that when you are sitting next to one of your best friends and you do see Garrett Morris, <laughs> what you do is you squeal and you high five. That's right. If you're a nerd like us. If you're, yeah. If you're and then you have Saturday Night Live nerd. You're, 
Oh, I'm going to see it by myself. How many people asked, like, what, four or five people asked us when we walked up, why were you guys high-fiving? Why did you do that? What was was so so cool about that driver? And we had to explain to him. And then once we told him, Garrett Morris played Ant-Man first. He's the first Ant-Man. On TV. In 1976. First time you saw him outside of the comic book anywhere. I'm Ant-Man. You know. I'm does that mean that Ackroyd was technically the second guy to play Superman on film? No, he was Flash. No, he was oh, the was first. Ackroyd was yeah. Flash. Bill he's Murray was Flash. Superman. Bill Murray was okay. Belushi was Hulk. He was a great Hulk. There was like an inflatable thing. Yeah. There was a Spider Woman. There was Spider Woman. Yeah, she looked so. Then it was seventy eight. <laughs> Sorry, seventy eight. That means could have been seventy six. There's a lot of body hair. Okay. <laughs> um, so Ooh. let's review Ant Man. Whoa. Ant-Man. Okay. Where do we start? The way, well, to initiate it, the way that I started most of my interviews was, we're living in a world with an Ant-Man movie. hmm Thank you. I never thought it would happen. I mean, I remember when they, when they announced Ant-Man, we were all like, hmm? what? It was almost to the same degree of Guardians of the Galaxy. We're like, really? Mm-hmm. Well, really? Ed- gonna- Edgar Wright had been pitching Ant-Man since before Iron Man. He's been, yeah, he'd been pitching before Marvel was ever a studio. Yeah, for yeah. about nine years. Yeah, this almost and happened before Iron Man. That's kind of, I would say, the heartbreaking thing of this film. Even though he's an executive producer, even though they give him writing credit, it's just like, you know, I'm sitting there talking to Peyton Reed, who's a super nice guy, but I'm kind of like, I wish it was right. <laughs> I wish it was Edgar Wright that was sitting here because it was his baby. Yeah. You know, and, and that was my question to him. Is it easier or harder uh, to pick up a film that basically you adopted a film? You know, this was some guy's kid mm-hmm. and now you picked it up and, and ran with it. And he's like, I did my best to match a vision, but I also wanted my own vision that, that I had. Well, what, what uh, Feige said is that the bones of what Edgar did is there. Sure. We just added the Marvel Universe. And that's where I wonder if, you know, you know I don't want to spoil too much, but like, you know, let's just say we visit a upstate New York facility that we saw at the end of Ultron. But that's what Wright left over. He didn't want to add the Marvel yeah, Universe. Yeah, he didn't he want to add the Marvel I Universe. I don't want to add that stuff in it. I just want to tell this Ant-Man movie. So. Yeah. And, and that's what Evangeline Lilly, who's in this movie, said, I, I see what he was doing, but I also see why it's important to have it in the universe. She's also yeah. happy because they you gave know. her a bigger part. <laughs> and there's that. Because she came to him and said, I need more to say than, hi, I'm Hope Van Dyne. And they use her a yeah. lot in this. They do. And, and there may be more of her without spoiling much. <laughs> so, uh, but the story is, is that uh, Hank Pym... Well, it was funny because everybody talks about mid-credit se- you know, scenes and uh, after-credit scenes. There's a beginning credit scene. Think about it. Yeah, there is. You and I were sitting there, and all of a sudden it just started. And there's the Triskelion being built. Yeah. They dive right in. They don't bother explaining anything to you. They assume that you have seen the other Marvel movies. Good. And, and hopefully you have. That's good. And who walks in? Fucking Gordon Gecko, Michael Douglas. That age. Young and Michael Douglas. Who did they get to play him? <laughs> it was him. No. They he, tron- shot that, he shot that in the 80s? They tron that shit. The, the, yeah, they did. It's actually the same company, because it's in the interview, too. It's the same company that made Chris Evans look scrawny and weak. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. So, uh, so i got to hire those guys to make me look buff. <laughs> not tubby and middle-aged. But he goes, he holds up a vial of like, a red liquid. And he's, it's the pim particle. He goes, you tried to steal this from me. I'm not into what you're doing, so basically, fuck you. And they have this big argument with Howard Stark and Peggy Carter. And Terry, what'd you say? No matter how old she is, how many wrinkles, she's still hot. Because this is late eighties, Peggy Carter. Yeah. Okay, so she's still hot. Still hot. <laughs> she's be in her sixties then. Yeah, yeah. Nice. And if I remember right, Douglas storms out. Yeah. 
it goes to black. Yeah. And that's when you get your Marvel logo to come up. So it's a pre-scene. Like, because no other Marvel film has started like that. And then you, you know, and then we were introduced to Scott Lang, Paul Rudd. Well, we find out that Hank Pym builds Pym Industries. Yep. To, you know, but he's been forced out. Yeah, forced out. Forced out. Hostile by, takeover. By Corey Stoll's uh, character. And, uh, and, and the, the, essentially the whole movie is that he, he's doing his best to figure out, because he, he found out about the Ant-Man project. He's like, you're lying to me. I know you made the suit. And he figured out how to make the suit. But he doesn't know how to put a person in there and, and shrink them without killing them. And so, uh, basically, Douglas doesn't want him to proceed with this project. So he hires a, a cat burglar by Paul Rudd, Scott Lang, and says, what is it? Because he just got out of jail. And he goes, I don't want uh, my, my life of uh, breaking the law and stealing shit is done. What do you want me to do? I want you to break the law and steal some shit. And he wants him to steal the suit, the yellow jacket suit. Wants him to steal the yellow jacket suit so that he can't can't build it. Build it for weapons of war. And that's that's the that's plot. That's the plot. That's that's it. It's very simple. Uh, it's a heist movie, like we've been told it would be. Yeah. And it's funny as shit. It, it they they know what they have. You know, it's a goofy Ant Man movie. But still, there's peril. There's action. Yes. Uh, and it's a train fight and comedy laced into the peril and action. I mean, there's genuine chances of death, you know, yeah. uh, throughout. But it doesn't lose sight of the lightheartedness and no, well, it, it God, knows, it, it's a fucking Ant Man exactly. Movie. But it knows it knows <laughs> when to dangle danger in front of you and then pull back. You know, it's it, the pacing is is spot on. Yeah, the, the the only thing you know, it's not perfect. Yeah, it's not. It's got it suffers from origin story. There's, there's that, and, and it's and it's following three big acts. Well, I, I wish Marvel had actually you know? put Ant Man at May and uh, Ultron. If, yeah. If Ant Man would have that followed, was my biggest fear about that movie. If Ant Man would have followed Thor Ragnarok, yeah, it would be huge. Yep. But I think that because this movie, which is on that scale, um, is following Ultron, Guardians, and Winter Soldier, who are. And that's arguably three four, excellent Marvel four movies. Four stars movies, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, because it's following those three big acts. It's hard yeah. to, to, to yeah. follow those. Because that's the thing, is all three of those movies are important setup movies. Mm-hmm. And, like, and also continue, continuing the story. And so it's just like we kind of get this, mil- this movie that's just right in the middle of... Like, oh. almost, almost seems like a side story. Yeah. I think it's, well, it's going to do something that Guardians did, though, that a lot of people weren't expecting, is that it's going to fire kids up. I hope kids, so. I think kids yeah. are going to watch this movie and go, oh, hell yeah. I hope so. I'm that guy. Well, more people I know that don't like comic books or have never read a comic book love Guardians of the Galaxy yeah. as a film Sure. than any of the other Marvel movies. Here's your thing with one of my issues, too, with the film. Uh, Winter Soldier, you know, Bucky is Winter Soldier from minute one. Guardians, you've got your villain from minute one. Yellow Jacket doesn't show up to the last 20 minutes. Hmm. Yeah, and you have one anticlimactic. Well, you've, you know, got or the, you've got climatic. You know, scene. you've got Corey Stoll, who is being presented as the bad guy before he puts on the suit. He's like the dick executive from RoboCop. He is. <laughs> oh, he was great. And and sadly, he's kind of two dimensional. Yeah, but he's still you know doing what he can with what he's got. Yeah, he's having fun. Clearly, yeah. they they're all having fun with this movie. You can tell. I. I will say I've read some trivia about the film. Like I guess Joseph Gordon-Levitt was up for uh, Scott Lang. Oh, but I will say, Rudd's a perfect choice. Rudd is. He was fantastic. You need someone who can 
do the quips and be funny, but yet you genuinely believe that he's able to to do all of these things with yeah. the Ant Man suit. Yeah, it. You and I both agree it's the funniest Marvel movie to date. It is because and someone said even funnier than Guardians. And I said Guardians, while funny, seem more cool. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Whereas this one is a straight up fucking comedy, going for the jokes. Yeah. So. Uh, it's got its issues, but you know what? Fuck, Marvel pulled off an Ant-Man movie. They did. And I, I, I am pissed because as we record, well, I think we're past now. By this time, everybody will have seen it. I'm flying back from San Diego Comic-Con while the Salt Lake City screening is happening, and I won't see it again. Oh. I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> when is the Salt Lake City screening? It's, I don't Whatever, whatever I don't that remember. Monday is. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's, a, it's the 13th. Yeah. So. Yeah, oh, good. I'll be back. And we'll have passes that's and stuff. When this, but yeah, we'll have we'll have passes like, for you. Was that well? It already well, happened. We had passes <laughs> we had for you, passes. and you you uh, are probably uh, listening to this as you're driving to the theater. So. <laughs> Hilarious! <laughs> if so, you're a good listener, you're time listening travel to this bugs right me. Now. But no, I just I, I can't believe they did it. Yeah, they did it. They pulled it off, and, and so I will say. Here's my question: Why can't you believe it? Because I never thought I'd live in a day with a fucking multi-million dollar Ant-Man movie. Uh, yeah. They had a hundred dollar, uh, $100 million movie with a goddamn rocket raccoon in it. Well, see, that's <laughs> what it was. And now we're at Ant-Man. And now, and this is where I will now say it, and I will be corrected when it happens, Marvel's unstoppable. You can't, I, you I can't think, fuck with them. I think I'm not surprised because I never thought I'd see an Iron Man movie, let alone an Ant-Man movie. It's all but highly the, improbable. But on, but on the scale, though, is an Iron Man easier to buy? I thought he was a shitty character before that movie. We all did. Yeah. I, I was, but if I'm looking at the pages and I'm going, it, it'd be easier to pull off Iron Man than Ant-Man. I, 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 well, I, I think from my point of view as a kid, I actually liked Ant-Man more, so maybe I'm a little biased. Okay. I thought I thought before he got became uh, Rapey Pym, I thought that <laughs> well, Rapey Beatty Pym. But yeah, I thought <laughs> Hank Pym was a really cool character because he'd become Giant Man and Goliath. and They, they address his temper in that, Hank Pym's. Good. In the movie. Good, they, it's kind of brought up a little bit. Yeah. I, Very subtly, but... I just be, being an '80s kid and reading, you know, early '80s Avengers comics, and Hank Pym was the shit. He was a really cool dude. But for anybody who didn't read the comics, yeah, how well, do you how do you buy the premise? Do you have basically Marvel's version of Batman? Yeah. You know, a billionaire who just has a cool suit. Or make, a, they did a not guy. make a Moon Knight movie, Jimmy. I don't. I know, know they didn't make a Moon Knight. Knight yeah. but I'm just saying, Moon Knight. <laughs> it's closer to Batman than you say. Hey, he shrinks down to the size of an ant. But he maintains his human strength, and you're like, "Why the fuck would I care? Why?" Well, for the same for the same reason that Belushi and Ackroyd are standing there going, "Really, really?" Yeah. It's the Flash and the Hulk, really. <laughs> and, and that's what uh, Peyton Reed in the interview said. He goes, "I kind of like that skit because it points out the fact that he's an underdog." Yeah, he's like, "Can he do some really cool shit with ants?" And he goes, "I think that we showed that he can," mm-hmm. and they did. Yes. So, but is he Moon Knight? <laughs> no, Mark. No, thank God, Mark fucking Specter. Yeah, <laughs> I want a Moon Knight. I want the new Moon Knight yeah. on a show. I want that bad. I would love to see. I, if Knight. Marvel can pull off a Moon Knight movie, they are unstoppable. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's more of a that's that's a Netflix show. Yeah, Moon Knight is a, like just give him a guest spot at Daredevil. I want just like you just, I want thirteen episodes of the new Moon Knight, and I want super crazy Moon Knight. Yeah. I want yeah. the split I want personalities. Insane. Yep. yep. Talking yep. to the dead yep. Egyptian yep. ghosts. I want yep. full moon shit. I yes. want. I want. Yep. I want him fucking up people and yep. not spilling a, a single amount of blood on his all white suit and shit. <laughs> yep. God, he's such a pimp. And then I want. <laughs> and then I want the gargoyle. 
Gargoyle. <laughs> the gray gargoyle? No, no, no the gargoyle. gargoyle got. Ugh. They can't do that. I want a Wendigo series, and then too. Moon Dragon. Oh, I'm that's seriously geez. after seeing Ant Man. I'm I'm in Jimmy's camp here. Marvel with this, can do they, anything. They could. I, I think they Squirrel could. Girl. It's done. They could do Squirrel Girl maybe, easily. Maybe they'll make a commercially successful Hulk movie. I'll say right now. I want to see Wops come back. What? Who? Wops. Oh, Wasp. I thought you said Wops come back. I'm yeah, like, I heard Wops too. I, I, like, hey, I, I don't remember that superhero. He's like, hey, get over here! I'm gonna kick your <laughs> hey. fucking ass over here. Hey. <laughs> now, so you talk about a commercially viable Hulk movie? Yes. Uh, With totally a Bohawk. Totally awesome. Totally awesome Hulk. I think uh. would be it. <laughs> no, the, uh, there, there's uh, here's an interview. I'm just gonna give this to you. You can look it up for yourself. M- Mark Ruffalo talking about. The ownership rights and distribution rights oh, yeah. of the Hulk. No, I, I read about this. And, and why it's, it's problematic. And It's a tragedy because Universal wants its cut. Yeah. If, if it's a standalone Hulk movie, Universal gets money. Yeah. And so they, they, don't want, they don't want that. So I think that they could do a commercially. I, I, I do, I I do believe that the current yes. regime could definitely pull it and, off. And I like, Marvel. The Ed, I like the Edward Norton one. That wasn't a Marvel Studios. I, liked, I, I liked do too, that but movie. that's what I was saying. I wasn't slamming it. It just yeah. didn't make the money that it would have needed to make. Otherwise, we would be seeing more Hulk movies. Well, he's I think been a major star of two of the big ones. The sure, current so. the current status of Marvel and whatnot, you can make any fucking character and you're gonna make money. No, I just the the thing the thing that makes me sad is my favorite Marvel comics are the X Men. Yeah. And the fact that that unfortunately is the only non Marvel Studios project that's making money. Yeah. Means that'll never happen. You'll never yeah. see. Yeah. You'll never yeah. see. They're Wolver- not. Yeah. Wolverine Twentieth the century isn't going to. They're not giving that. That's, to that's the their X-Men. only superhero franchise that's making money. Yeah. You know what? But you can't get mad at them because they're actually making pretty decent yeah, movies. Yeah, no, exactly. I can't get mad at them. I can be sad that because I want to see ABX. You want I crossover. Want, I want AVX. I want to see Wolverine as one of the new Avengers. Well, I mean, you know, if we can get cooperation from Sony with Spider-Man, that's sure. what I'm thinking. Surely it's they can say AVX. But look what had to happen for that. Yeah, that that amazing Spider-Man two yeah. just did Had not to, do what they thought. So we all got to hope Apocalypse sucks. But I don't no. want that to happen because that movie looks badass. Yeah. What, actually, what I think, you know, I don't think we have to have something suck. Have Apocalypse, but then I think isn't that like when Hugh Jackman's like, I'm done. He's yeah. doing one more Wolverine movie and I, one more X-Men movie. It sounds like Apocalypse is your Episode Nine or your uh, Infinity War. You know what I mean? Like, and then a lot of people are gonna go away. When they bring back the new people, make some fucking deals. Yeah, but the new try it out. The new cool. people, the new people are in place. I mean, they've recast. Uh, they're all kids now. The yeah. Cyclops, Jean Grey, uh, Jubilee. They're all the '90s characters. I think and they're all. If someone from Marvel went over to someone at uh, Fox mm-hmm. and just said, uh, "Here's here's a mock-up poster that we've made, yeah. and it's AVX." Yep. <laughs> they just 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 they, play nice. They would just go, oh. Yeah. Oh, we get it. Okay, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. We'll just split it down the middle. And, and That's a good idea. And once Spider-Man appears in uh, Civil War in uh, Captain America, oh, those, yeah, they'll, they'll start I think talking. those doors are going to start opening. I hope to hell. Because well, there, it you know, just makes sense. It's equality. a license to print money. I just hope Captain America opens up with Uncle... Uh, <laughs> Uncle Ben dying. Uncle Ben's dying. Oh, jeez. No. Yeah, we need to see that again. But no, I, I, I honestly but, think this this time he di- he dies in a drive by by the Punisher. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. You know what Marvel needs to do for a Hulk movie is they actually need to do a Black Widow movie, but make her the secondary character and have more screen time for the Hulk. Huh? 
I, that's that's not get out. <laughs> don't know what he's. No, I think I honestly, miss racist Tony. <laughs> I think honestly, if if we introduce Spider Man in, in Civil War and then they Sony blows it up with their Spider Man movie, Fox may take a fucking poke. Uh, I think yeah. they will if it kills. Yeah, yeah. I can see the, that. The, the Black Widow movie, Tony, by the way, is all of the stuff that Black Widow and Hawkeye were not in in the major Marvel movies. It's the background of what they were doing while that was happening and Black Widow constantly having to save Hawkeye because it's I, a fucking clutch. I would love to see that. That yeah. would be cool. a good movie. Question, can uh, Marvel's characters, RDJ, Chris Evans, can they go to that Spider-Man movie? Yes. It's a two-way well, street. No, this is confirmed. It's a oh, two-way street. Yeah, Spider-Man's nice. going to be in... So you can get an Iron Spider. So they, Spider costume. Essentially, it's a Spider-Man movie in the Marvel Universe. They yeah. have they have flat out said that Fuck. their deal allows uh, allows Sony to bring uh, any Marvel characters over into that world. Fuck. See? Awesome. So uh, there's no reason why Fox shouldn't... So does this mean they can go back and make director's cuts and <laughs> finally put the Daily Bugle building in the first Avengers movie? <laughs> I wish. Yeah. That would be dope. I, just, I just want J. Jonah Jameson, and, and it needs to be him. It needs to be the actor from the first three J.K. Simmons? J.K. Simmons sitting in the window at the, the Bugle building going, Ah, costume ne'er-do-wells! <laughs> I, I pity the actor that they have. To, Any, anybody, to be Jay Jonah. Anybody trying to be Jay Jonah? Yeah. yeah. Other than J.K. Other than J.K. Simmons. He is fantastic. Because yeah. he is absolutely oh, we're Jay Jonah Jameson. Oscar winning. Oscar winning. Yes. That's right. I finally saw that movie. <laughs> Did you like it? Excellent. It was He's excellent. So it. I didn't hate Miles Teller either. So Hey, if I could throw a drum set at Miles Teller and get an Oscar for it, I'd do it. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Let's uh, open a loot crate, and then we'll do movies and games and get out of here. Well, you're going to be disappointed because there's no loot crate. Oh. No, there's another one. No, it was that one shirt that you took. That was the only thing in it? Yeah, but you got three boxes. Oh, I thought there was three boxes. There were three boxes, but one one had one shirt in it. Well, Uh, then let's just get drunk. (laughs) Darn. Let's open this booze crate. That's that's what we need to do. Booze crate? Booze crate! Booze crate! It'd be legal in our own state. Yeah. Booze crate! Booze crate! Legal in our own state! Booze crate! Listeners, start sending us booze crates. It would have third shows in it all the time. It will yeah. never make it. It will never make it here. Uh, it'll all right. Make it there. It'll what never we, make uh, it anywhere. What do we got? Uh, I, I know what Lee's going to say right when I say this movie. Best movie ever. It's one of, well, there's three films so far this year that I think belong on the best picture list mm-hmm. Mad Max, mm-hmm. Inside Out, mm-hmm. and Ex Machina. Uh, I still need to see uh, Ex Machina. Oh, I guess it was. Here it comes. I can finally see it. No. Okay. You can see it. It showed up on one of the guys that sh- I share a Voodoo account with, because you can have like six people on your Voodoo account. Uh, one of them added Ex Machina, and I'm like, fuck, no, no. Just watch it. No. Watch it. No. I'll sit with you. Now, why is it that you... For me, because it's a robot, and the robot will die, and I'll cry. Robot overlords. Oh, that's your fear. Top, top two major it. fears. He's okay. afraid of Gary, the Skynet. Your, your fear is fine. Watch it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Can I fuck the robot? You can. I love this movie. I robot. haven't even seen it. <laughs> the robot. What, what's his name? Uh, he's in episode seven. Uh, Blue. What? Oh, he was the bad guy in Sucker Punch. He was the guy that got his head curb stomped and drive. Uh, Oscar Isaacs. Oscar Isaacs. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Fantastic yeah. actor, and he's he, pl- finally playing a good guy in Star Wars. He's the creator, and actually, the guy who uh, it's. Oh God, uh, Brandon Gleason's kid is Jackie the, Gleason. No, <laughs> no. But Oscar Isaac goes. You want to fuck her? You can, if you want. And he's like, that's not the question I was asking at all. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, Oscar Oscar Isaacs is such a good actor that I cannot tell who he is from movie to movie. He, he, he to me, he's Tom Hardy. No, he becomes. He's a chameleon. Yeah, I, he I, becomes the other character. I don't think even his management knows who he is. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> but you'll right. you'll 
I'm, I'm curious to see what his career is like after episode He was seven. great as Uncle Jesse in Full House. He really was. Was that guy? <laughs> and and uh, like, really? he was also Ben the Bear, Ben the Bear and Grizzly Adams. Huh. Wow. He quite really a career. Did. That's quite a career. He really does become the character. <laughs> <laughs> That's every scene of Ben the Bear and Grizzly Adams the same. <laughs> Some scene where he's mauling Grizzly Adams. Uh, there was a, a horror film in Sundance called It Follows. I heard yes. some, I heard it's, some it's, good it's things. It's about uh, uh, venereal disease. That's right. Yeah, I think so. I haven't seen it. Uh, I heard it was really scary. I heard it's good. Yeah. So uh, if, it's you're, rashy. if you're old, you can watch the second best exotic Marigold Hotel 2. You have to be old, though, or you're not allowed. Yeah, yeah they won't let you in unless you have like a it's, fucking retirement card. No, seriously, <laughs> if you try to watch it and you're not old, you'll become old. It's, it's, it's the... It's the <laughs> It's the opposite of Dorian Gray. <laughs> it's the senior citizen recommend at the video store. Yeah. Uh, but God, this one. Paul Blart, Mall Cop 2. I'm oh, sorry. My don't. Daughter, my Pic- daughter is so excited. Picture of the is year. Is she really? No, you don't understand my kid. She she loves Paul Blart, Mall Cop. <laughs> Not for the movie. She rewrites all the dialogue for it. And she like takes screen caps from it and rewrites it. So there's like scenes of him screaming his own ass. Or he's yelling, I'm screaming my own ass! And that's her what? favorite hobby. It's, I love your children. She's God. 15, dude. She's crazy. But she's going to be president one day. Yeah, she, Probably. Uh, she also claims that uh, his, his real name is Poop Scoop Maloop. And so, yeah, it's... Uh, <laughs> All right. So, anyway, huh. she's very excited. There's a whole new movie full of material for her. That's good. There's a, a film called The Salt of the Earth. Uh, the Andromeda Strain is on Blu-ray. This must Wait. be like a... Re-release? Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Is this the 73 Crichton Andromeda Strain, or is this the sci-fi re- uh, the remake? I think the it's the remake. And is it the Andromeda Strain or the Andromeda Strange? Andromeda. Okay, thanks. <laughs> the Andromeda. What are these questions? <laughs> Andromeda Strain. Uh, Sneakers is on Blu-ray. Yo. Oh, yeah. It's a good movie. Yo. Robert Redford, Dan Aykroyd. Is look at the old... in there? Yeah. It's Spader's in there, right? It's I about think, uh, Robert Phoenix is up in that Go back and look at the old tech. It's about old guys wearing sneakers. Yeah, go back and look at the old tech in that <laughs> it's movie. It's a Seinfeld episode. And say, yeah, that, that computer couldn't do that. Yeah. I'll have to watch this and give you my it. final word. Uh, a great Mel Brooks movie that I like called Life Stinks, where he plays a billionaire that has to go be poor. Isn't this like yeah. the and first Mel Brooks movie? No, 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 no. It's no, like no. one of the later this, ones. This is like 90s. This is, yeah. like, this is when he started having failures. Yeah. Oh, like it, Men in Tights? It wasn't. Yeah. 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 I think it was right after Men in Tights. It was. Right. Uh, another uh, film, uh, speaking of terrible Belushi's, uh, Jim Belushi and, God, now I'm fucking believing his name, uh, Three's Company. Uh, Ritter? Ritter. John Ritter. Yeah. John, John Ritter and James Belushi were in a movie called Real Men. Oh, really? Do you remember that? No. No. It's got some good parts, but it's mainly shitty. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, is that the one where they have the uh, condom fight? No, no, that's skin deep. That's skin okay. deep. Okay. This that's is where they use, uh, John Ritter thinks that his hand is a gun. And he fires it and says bang, and then people start dying, but there's actually a sniper behind him. Skin Deep is a Blake <laughs> Edwards movie. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, the Game is on Blu-ray with Michael Douglas. Okay. That's a pretty good movie. Speaking of... I don't I, like that movie. I asked... Uh, <laughs> and, uh, You're scared of conspiracies. <laughs> listen to the end of the episode, because you'll hear the... Ep- uh, I'm going to try to divvy it up between the past few episodes, and we'll talk it on Broken News. Uh, this episode at the end should probably be Paul Rudd and Evangeline Lilly. All right. I think. But I asked every single interview, what's your favorite Michael Douglas movie? And Evangeline Lilly's is The Game, which is a great fucking movie. I think it's Fincher. It, it's, it is. It it's, is. It's Fincher and... Uh, Gwyneth Paltrow. It's good. Gwyneth Paltrow? 
Mm, is she in that? Okay. I can't remember. And doesn't uh, no Sean Penn? Plays Sean, his Sean Penn plays his crazy brother. Who? Yeah, that's right. I know that for sure. Who's, who bought him you know, the worst uh, birthday gift ever? Decides yeah. that his life yeah. is life is boring, <laughs> and that it's time to die in a car in the river. Uh, speaking of X Men earlier, Days of Future Past, the Rogue cut that comes out today. Yep. Or this week? Tomorrow, as you download this on Monday. Okay, <laughs> so if you didn't think that there was enough rogue, it's like Sookie with like people I, still giving a fuck about this shit. Sookie's just walking around. Where's Vampire Bill? I walked out of that movie not saying we need more rogue. <laughs> uh, so. I, from what he has said, that it changes the movie quite a Does, bit. I'll watch it. I'll get it. It's, yeah. it's like, what, 12, 16 minutes of extra stuff? I think so. It's, it's, a lot, it's yeah. considerable, yeah. Yeah, and he said that it actually adds quite a, a, a pretty significant different element. I mean, to the I'm movie. curious. So Yeah. yeah. And then uh, Powers Season 1? Uh, it got better after season after Episode 3. Okay. But it's still Carl Tuchopoli. So Season 2 will be better? Maybe. Sure. <laughs> some, of the stuff, some of the stuff, I mean, I rewatched the first episode because I really did not like it. Yeah. Uh, but after I rewatched the first episode, it grew on me. And there was some kind of cool stuff. There's some sur- the superhero fights that are going on in the background, because keep in mind, superpowers are pretty common. Yeah. So there's like there's superpowered people beating the shit out of each other all the time in the background. So <laughs> you'll have you'll have like one guy is laser visioning the shit out of a building, another guy comes and cold cocks them, and they're flying around just beating the fuck out of each other. And that's like you know that's just in the background, far off background yeah. stuff. Like Carl <laughs> Tropley's talking about something. It's awesome. So. Mm. And then last but not least, Adventure Time season five. Fuck right. that show. <laughs> Whoa. No, seriously, Adventure Time is awesome. <laughs> well, I thought you said fuck that show. No, I'm saying fuck that comma. show. There's a comma yeah, no, in there. there. Okay. I've, I've been watching that with my kids, and that show is, at first you're watching it going, oh, it's, it's, you know, it's another Ren and Stimpy type of thing. It's got some mm-hmm. gross-out comedy from the... No, it's actually the greatest post-apocalyptic cartoon ever made for kids. <laughs> okay. What was the other one? Mad Max Buddies. Uh, Thund- yeah. <laughs> Thundar the Barbarian, motherfucker. It's Mighty Max. Thundar the Barbarian. The Earth is split in twain. Games? What do we got? Uh, games. Godzilla. Yeah. Now, which for one what? is this? Uh, yeah, I know. Uh, so this, the depth. this is for PS4. Fuck I don't that. see the Xbox One oh. next to it, though. Yeah, I read that. I read about that one. It's uh, It'll be on the Xbox One later but in a, in a long time oh okay uh, but uh, it's it's we it's exclusive but it's it's timed you can, exclusive you can pick your godzilla yeah there's a bunch of different godzillas oh like the 60s so to like it's almost, current so you can oh, do the first godzilla was 59 so you know you can do man in suit or yeah. you can do matthew broderick's or, or mecha well who the fuck would or, do that or mecha godzilla. or mecha godzilla yeah and it's just monster fighting essentially yeah. so well, it sounds great that's but. cool i want to be Gidra. Actually, uh, I want to be Mothra because if I want, I want the two little tiny women that yeah. sing Mothra. that sing me out of my shell every day. <laughs> I just want Bobcat Goldwave from One Crazy Summer. Yeah, can you be that? Uh, I don't think so. Make a mod for that. Tony. Maybe. Yeah. All right. Uh, God of War Three Remastered is out this week, so if you haven't played God of War Three on the PS3, sure, you like it. There's lots of boobs. Yeah, boobies. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's on the PS4. And then uh, the new PGA game comes oh, out thank this God. week. Yep. yep. Nope. Not Tiger Woods PGA yep. anymore. Do you, do you they get to use a driver? Now, yes. Oh, oh, thank God. Thank it's, God. It's, it's called Ro- it's, Rory McIlroy PGA it's Tour. It's called Woods Final Stroke. <laughs> hey. Hey. <laughs> oh. Ah. That's all I got. That's it? <laughs> that's good enough. Why would you buy a new golf game? They uh, add different. I just got done watching Exotic Marigold Hotel Two, and that's the only thing I can play. Actually, you know what? It's 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 young executive types that buy these golf games. I've seen them. 
Why? I know. I can't Why? figure it out either. That's my favorite Bowie song. It's like, don't you guys play this game? No, you know? They want to golf, but they don't want to go outside. That, I, I don't know like, like, eh, 08 was good, but PGA 2010 is what really got good. <laughs> <laughs> it's all sports ball. Now right? I'm here on the golf game. Mer. Mr. B, would you please? Well, you know what I'm waiting for. What's that? I'm waiting for that Peter Porker, the amazing Spider-Ham movie. <laughs> <laughs> It's nice to meet all three of you. Hey, nice Excellent. to meet you too. You guys, I think you guys are starring in probably the funniest Marvel movie uh, to date so far. Oh, Dope. cool. Uh, you've got, Iron Man's got War Machine, Captain America's got the Falcon, mm-hmm. Ant-Man I think has you guys. Yeah. What would your superhero names be? I'm gonna say Ant-Mang. Mang? <laughs> I'm Kurtman, he of the hair. <laughs> uh, Will Man. There you go. It seems like you guys had a good time on set. At least that's what comes across on screen. Was there a lot of improv that you guys got to do? And yeah, totally. I mean, there was quite a bit. I'm like, and but it's mainly like with you know with the lines. You try to stay on the same subject, and you know, like you'd explore everything from there. But there's only so much you could really do. Yeah, it's a cool prep because this is the only heist film that I've ever seen in the Marvel universe, and it's cool because we're part of this preparation and all this stuff, and so you know where we need to do in the in the context of that moment, and so. The, the, as long as you get the story in there, and then and then these guys would just start going off, and I was just trying to keep up, man. It was yeah. so fun and scary for me, but it was a blast. It was also cool just because you know they like you know for me at least I, not knowing the entire scope of the story and just being handed pages of oh, what yeah. I have to do that day. <laughs> oh, okay, <laughs> so yeah, I'll uh, just stay as close to this as I can. I have to ask you, Ti, as a fellow Georgian. Uh, from Atlanta, and I know that the film was uh, shot in Atlanta. Yeah, it was great. Did you show? Uh, did you show your co- co-stars a good time down there? And we, we, yeah, I think you know we kicked it a bit, didn't we? Yeah, I mean, we, like the know. thing is that you're always you're always super busy, so but, like you just text him, and he's like, <laughs> I'm like, because you always want to know the local spots, yep. you know what yeah. I mean? Like yeah. especially me, I like I love to eat, and I was like, oh I was surprised. I gained a was, lot of weight. I in forgot Atlanta. what it was, but there was <laughs> I love Atlanta, but place, we ate I think a lot. it's called Market or something like that. That was like. It had a lot of seafood. It was really kind of fancy, hmm. but it was like amazing. Yeah. I was trying to remember the, oh, the one fish Hattie Mays. Yeah. Is that what it's called? The, the place market. you fell at the card on the. I think that's the. Yeah, oh, yeah. man. It was great. But, <laughs> or, yeah, or the he, he's the. He's, yeah. man, he's kind of a big deal down there. Yeah. We've heard of him around Atlanta. <laughs> yeah. you know? And my new restaurant, Scales 925. Scales 925. Scales 925. See you there. Please go. Please go. Tell them tips in. It was. Just opened two, three weeks ago. Of the three of you, who took the most guff for flubbing lines and missing the mark? Can I please? Say what what guff is? What is um, guff? Grief? Uh, uh, mess? We're like oh mess man, I messed up the line, line probably the most. You think? I'm gonna say. Yeah. Did you? All well, you time. had the most like. You, you know, had the most lines. Yeah. I had the most like exposition, but yeah. I'm like like a I dissertation. I'd <laughs> <laughs> mess up a lot of lines. I always do. Yeah. Uh, Are you trying to be free? You know what's great though? Peyton did set up a a stage or a a, a set and and, and Paul as well, an environment where those things always led to gold, I felt like too. Like there was more, I just, I I just tried not to to crack. Most of the best things come when you forget your line and you're just trying to fill something in that spot so you don't (laughs) mess up the tape. And then whatever it is that just pops into your mind comes out your mouth and it usually sticks. Because the man is a legend, what is your favorite Michael Douglas movie? Mm. Wall Street. Mm. Good one. The game. Good one. Romancing the stone. You guys all matched your co-stars. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. It was a pleasure meeting all of you. Right on.
I have to thank you because I never. I'm a true geek at heart, and I never thought we would have an Ant Man movie. <laughs> um, is it easier or harder uh, stepping into a production that's kind of already on it, you know, on the roll, and then having to take over it? It's tricky. You know, when I came into this movie, um, it was like a, a bullet train mm-hmm. uh, that you know was on the tracks and 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 already on its way. So I had to jump on really, really quickly. But for me, it gave it this energy. Sure. You know, there's a. Um, there's a, this is a weird reference, but there's a Duke Ellington quote where it's like, <laughs> his quote was, I don't need time, I need a deadline. Yeah. And about his creative process. And I think, you know, when you have that kind of time constraint, it can add great things to the creative process. Sure. So also the fact that our star, Paul Rudd, was one of the screenwriters and that we were all working with Adam McKay and rewriting the script all along was was really great. Yeah. We, we had stuff that we knew we wanted to add to the movie. I think you've got the funniest Marvel movie to date so far right now. Oh, thank you. But there's one moment that truly warmed my heart, and it's two words, and I, I want to explain how it came to be. Garrett Morris. Well, okay. <laughs> Garrett Morris. Because I think my friend and I were the only two people <laughs> laughing in the theater who probably got that joke. Oh, that's great. Because <laughs> Garrett Morris, of course, played Ant-Man in a Saturday Night Live sketch. You know, I think season one or two of SNL. It's I'm Ant-Man. Yeah. And he's there. There's a superhero party and, and, and everyone's making fun of his powers. <laughs> yep. And we had to have him do a cameo. But it's also part of the thing of Ant-Man that I love. He's kind of an underdog character. Mm-hmm. And that's people's reactions. Like, you shrink, you control ants. What can that do? And I feel like in the movie... We really show the audience what that can do. For you, what was the most challenging scene to film? You know, really creating these ants. That was a big challenge in the movie. You know, we had to make them photorealistic, but they also were very specific types of ants with skill sets that Mm -hmm. were going to play into the heist. So sort of making those interactions between Ant-Man and the ants, that was a huge challenge tonally and also technically. Speaking of technical as well, uh, how did the process... You made Michael Douglas look like Gordon Gecko again. Yeah. How did that work? There's a company called Lola that had done the uh, effects in Captain America, the first one, where they make uh, Chris Evans look skinny when he mm-hmm. was younger. And <clears throat> we did a combination of things. We shot the scenes with Michael with dots on his face. Sure. We would do another take once I was happy with Michael's performance with a younger actor who looked like Michael. Mm-hmm. Then we scanned, we 3D laser scanned <sighs> Michael Douglas's face. And through a weird combination of magic and alchemy, we're able to sort of de-age him. I remember showing Michael Douglas those scenes uh, when we were doing ADR for the movie for the first time. I said, there's going to be one of these shots. It's temp. And he was like, oh, my God. He wanted to buy the company. I said, man, <laughs> if I could look this way in all those movies. That's awesome. Uh, and last but not least, because the man is a legend, Michael Douglas, what is your favorite Michael Douglas movie? Oh, wow. There's so many to choose from. I um, I love Romancing the Stone. Oh, good I'm one. a huge Romancing the Stone <laughs> fan. But on the, on the other end of the spectrum, I love China Syndrome. My friend's going to give you a high five for saying that one. So thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. (laughs) Thank you. It's very nice to meet you. You too. You know, I'm I'm a geek at heart. And the fact that we're living in a day and age where we have an Ant-Man movie blows my mind. And it looks like you guys had an absolute blast doing it. What was your initial reaction when Marvel says, we want you for Ant-Man? I was psyched. (laughs) I was, uh, they didn't have to, uh, they didn't have to ask twice. Uh, (laughs) um, You know, Ant-Man was not a character that I was super familiar with sure. I, you know Ant-Man, uh, Hank Pym had, and Scott Lang had sort of I'd read some Avengers comic books some West Coast Avengers comic books mm-hmm. where they um, and I, fe- I felt like Ant-Man was just sort of a it was a power that had been not really you know explored to its full potential and sure. he never really uh, had his own comic book until very recently I believe I think he was a little he was, while he was part of you know he was in Tales to Astonish at first and yep. then and the Avengers, um, 
And so it's it's cool that he's <laughs> getting his own movie. Honestly, I was shocked when they announced it. You know. Yeah. Um, for you, what what kind of gets your juices flowing more? Is it playing the antagonist or the protagonist? Because obviously, yeah, you're the villain in this one. Yeah. <laughs> um, I wanted to be the villain in this one. Um, I, I I had met with with Marvel a few years ago with some executives there and uh, just a general sort of getting to know each other. And they're like, so what do you want to do? And I was like, I'm going to do the villain. <laughs> um, so, and um, yeah, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm excited that it, that it, that it came to sure. pass. Yeah. In your opinion, what makes a really good villain? I think a villain is having a lot of fun. Yeah. You know, and a villain gives the audience uh, two things. One, the sort of guilty pleasure of you know of the cruelty and like <laughs> of, of sort of getting to be on their side a little bit and 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 be the bad guy but then also the sort of righteous pleasure of seeing them fail you know somebody <laughs> you love to hate sure. you know that, that you that that you, you when, when you see them get their comeuppance it's yeah. really satisfying what what kind of emotions arise in you when you see an action figure of yourself on the shelf. Just pride <laughs> swelling in me to the point where I want to cry. It's, <laughs> it's really cool. Uh, initially, what attracted you to the role in general? The, you know, I auditioned with the, there's a scene where, I, the first scene where I'm selling the the idea of, of the yellow jacket. Mm -hmm. And um, there is this sort of combination of uh, boasting, confidence <laughs> with total false humility sure uh, <laughs> which I which I which I thought was just really hilarious yeah and he's sort of this sort of you know bizarro Steve Jobs sure like I said now that we're in an age of Ant-Man and you seem pretty well versed in, in the comic uh, knowledge what character would you like to see make a, a, another big screen appearance you know, I think I I feel like they you know they did a movie of the shadow with uh, sure with Alec Baldwin a while ago. I feel like that needs to be rebooted. I feel like that's a great character. Yeah. Um, you know, sort of like the you know the sort of proto Batman for for sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> God, who what other character? You know, I was really into Alpha Flight. Oh, which was like the sort of Canadian yeah. X Men. <laughs> um, I, I, I thought it was just like a really cool team, a Sasquatch. And, sure. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> cool. And lastly, but not least, uh, because the man is a legend, what is your favorite Michael Douglas movie? I think it's it's still it's still has got to be Wall Street, and that I mean that role was just so great, and he he uh, he, he 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 just sunk his teeth into that role, you know, and really really took a big giant. <laughs> hunk out of it. Yeah. It's Gordon Kiko, man. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Pleasure to meet you. Yeah. Thank you so much, man. Thanks. I've been doing this job for about a year now, and you are my first repeat interview. Oh, I'm one. honored. Yeah, it's kind of cool. Hopefully <laughs> that means that you'll remember me forever. I will. I will. <laughs> deep in my heart. Uh, fun role for you. Uh, you know, you got to do a lot of, you know, physicality in this role. Like, what did you do to train for it? And uh, I want to know, what is, how do you throw a punch? I am not the person to ask. I had to... <laughs> The training that I had to go through was to learn how to throw a punch mm -hmm. and to make it look convincing and make it not look like um, what would be classified as a girl punch. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'd always known you got to keep your 
your your wrist straight and level with your hand and and that you want to tuck in your thumb and that you want to keep everything compact and you want to follow through that you don't want to sort of stop where you're aiming for when you keep punching right through and you punch from the shoulder these are all things that i knew intellectually but actually learning how to physicalize them and make them convincing was challenging in our last conversation you took some some flack for this question and i'm going to ask it for this role too uh if you could take one prop from the set what would you take <laughs> i took a, a personalized hank pym stamp from his office oh. <laughs> a rubber stamp for you know stamping his his documents that would have never showed up on camera and nobody but it was in there it was in the, his little crazy room and i was like oh that's a good take i'm gonna <laughs> that one perfect it seems like there was some room for improv in the on this set and so can you speak of like was there a scene that was one of your favorites to shoot everything was improv on this set and yeah. i did not anticipate that i didn't i mean we were doing a scripted movie we were not doing a comedy mm -hmm. so i got taken completely by surprise and have to say i think i was the only person that was completely uncomfortable improving. <laughs> um even michael douglas yeah. would do it every scene every take he was improving like crazy everyone yeah. was doing it without spoiling too much i guess uh how does it feel to maybe be adding to the female side of superheroes in the Marvel Cinematic Universe? I would love to, <laughs> if that opportunity should present itself. Um, you know, hope is is already, I think, just adding strength in, in female numbers, and that's fantastic. And she does hold her own in this film, and, and this sort of trifecta of Hank Pym and Hope Van Dyne and Scott Lang working together as equal partners on this heist mm -hmm. is is great. I mean, it's, it was so much fun to be right there up there with the big boys yeah <laughs> and uh well actually what was your initial attraction to the role initially i was attracted to paul rudd <laughs> are we all <laughs> we all are come on let's admit it since clueless we've all had a big crush on paul rudd he hasn't aged a day <laughs> since clueless i know right <laughs> and then it became um oh wow marvel i i sort of did some homework about marvel i didn't really know i didn't watch their movies i like Marvel make great movies, mm -hmm. so that's that's a bonus. And then it became about the character, and I was really excited to play a character who was so angry and bitchy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I just thought that would be fun. It was something I'd never tried before. Yeah, and the last thing real fast, uh, what is your favorite Michael Douglas movie of all time? Mm, maybe The Game. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Good one. It was a pleasure seeing you again. I have to admit that Today we're living in a world where there's an Ant-Man movie and the geek in my heart is giddy with joy. And yeah. so thank you for that. <laughs> were you aware of Ant-Man? Oh, of course. You're a fan. Yeah. Are you kidding me? I mean, so I thought they were going to make a Hank Penn movie and then they're like, well, it's not Hank Penn. It's, right. And I was like, oh, okay, I get you it. You are a fan. <laughs> oh, you know, yeah. Just to know that. Yeah. For you, what was the initial reaction when they said, we want you to be Ant-Man? I was elated. <laughs> Thrilled. Yeah. Truly. I thought, oh my God, this is so different than anything that I've ever done. Yeah. I love the idea of doing something so different mm -hmm. and... Uh, and I, you know, I, I thought, oh, this will be a challenge. It's going to be a lot of work. Sure. And I jumped at the chance. I was excited. I heard in an interview that your kid wasn't so excited when you found out. No, my kid was excited. I think that <laughs> it got it got turned around. I think on those interviews that. But he, my here's the thing. My son has got a very tweaked, funny sense of humor. Okay. He was nine, <laughs> and so he likes to say things that's going to make me laugh. Yeah. My son is so jazzed for this thing. Yeah. We were at Disneyland yesterday and there's a there's like a preview. Sure. And we went and sat and watched it. He'd never seen <laughs> he'd seen the commercials. I've never seen that look on his face of like 
That was aw- that was awesome. <laughs> he he can't wait for this thing. That's awesome. And oh, it's great. He came to set. Yeah. He tried on the helmet. <laughs> oh, cool. Uh, yeah, and um, and my daughter, she's five. She's still like. She's excited. Sure. I don't know. I don't know. She might be a little too young for it. Yeah. yeah. But it's a big deal in my house, and That's my kids cool. are amped. Now I, I have to give you credit. You were good, but I think you're my second favorite Ant Man, because two words that warmed my heart in this film: Garrett Morris. You're the only person. The only person that has said that. That because got it, and it's very specific. We, no, no, I'm not joking. My friend and I were going to the shuttle, to, to, you know, to the screening, and he goes, I was like, do you think they're going to mention Garrett Morris or anything? And he's like, no. So what did and you feel when you saw that? I, we immediately screamed and high-fived each other. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. And we're like, Garrett Morris. That's a deep cut. Please tell me how that happened. Uh, credit where credit is due. When I had spoken about this with uh, Edgar Wright. Yeah. Edgar Wright was the original director Absolutely. of this film. Edgar Wright said, it'd be fun to put Garrett Morris in here somewhere. That's Edgar. Uh, and last but not least, because the man is a legend, what is your favorite Michael Douglas movie? Oh, man. That's... I mean, the guy produced One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. It's yep. very important to remember that, which <laughs> is one of my favorite movies of all time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I will say this. Uh, when, personally, two of my very favorite Michael Douglas movies were Falling Down and The History Boys. Uh, I, I'm a... I'm a big fan of both of those movies. Yep. History Boys is is like one that like people don't talk about all that yeah. much. I saw that in the theater and went, that was incredible. Falling Down actually had an imprint on me and it's something I think about when I work on other things. That's my answer is Falling Down. Falling Down. Pleasure meeting you. Right on. You too, man. <laughs>